What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. This week, we have the great Boyd Cordner. What an incredible career. And this would probably be his biggest interview to date in the sense that it's a it's one of our longest ever locker room episodes, and I absolutely love it. He gives such an honest appraisal of his career, and in my opinion, he's one of the best back rowers of the modern era. No doubt about it. I've got so much respect for Boyd. You guys are going to love this interview. Absolutely love it. As usual, if you want more interviews like this, if you enjoy it, if you've enjoyed hours of bloke content, grab a case of bloke in a bar from your local. That's how we keep growing. That's how we get these massive interviews because, you know, the more the platform grows, the more the boys want to be a part of it. And, you know, it's all about it's all about living the dream, baby. Do you want to live the dream with a bloke in a bar in your hand, watching the footy whilst also supporting a sports network that actually gives you quality content? Is that what you want to do? Then grab a case of bloke in a bar, sit back, and enjoy this absolutely fantastic interview with Boyd Corner. Honestly, it was such a pleasure for me to do it. I feel so lucky and grateful to be able to interview these players. But as usual, let's get straight into it, baby! Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you by the Beer of Sport, Bloke in a Bar Beer. Grab a case, down your local. But I have the great man, Boyd Cordner, fresh off his retirement, looking fresh, feeling fresh. Yeah, mate. It's, um, it's been a good time so far. Um, you know, I've it's been a good transition, to be honest. Mm. I've had a time, had a bit of time now to step away and um, and relax, and then also still be involved in the club. So. Mm. Um, it's been a good balance at the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, being involved with the club, like the Roosters, I just, I can't, I can't express how impressed I am with how far they've come as an organisation probably since, or since Robbo got there really. Yeah. Like the, I feel like the structures you've got in place now are at least parallel with the Storm, maybe even better. Um, yeah. What's it like being in, in that, what, have you, because you, you, you've been there since... Before yeah, I've been, Robbo. Yeah, I've been there since I was 16, so um, I knew what it was like before Robbo was there. And I think you just touched on there, just the stability around the club. It's mm. always been there with Nick, mm. been in charge. Yep. But since Robbo's come on board, and I think we all sort of know the, the bloke he is now and, mm. and what he's all about. So um, the two of them working together, mm. um, yeah, the club's just it's, – um, it's a great place to be at the moment. Yeah. I sort of probably wouldn't know any different because I've only been at the Roosters, but yeah. I'm I'm glad to be able to um yep. yeah call myself a one club man. Just everything from an, from an outside looking in, like the recruitment is bang on, the the getting the best set of players is bang on. Um, what was it like last year? Because you were obviously you know you had retired, but you were still in the the coaching staff or, or yeah. just in the staff, and you could argue it was one of the grittiest years of in the Roosters history like Definitely. you could make that argument what was it like being in it it was awesome I um obviously went through a bit of a hard time at the start of the year wrestling with the decision of retiring or not and then once I made that decision I think it was about three weeks after it wasn't long after until the the NRL moved the comp to Queensland mm. and yeah I was asked to to come up with the team and you know, I thought it was a, such a good opportunity yep. um, to head up there and, yeah, to be involved still with the team, um, just, you know, freshly retired and thinking about, you know, being locked down in Sydney. If I had gone down that path, I don't know Ooh. if I would have survived, you know. Right. So um, to, be, to be able to go up there and have that opportunity um, and to, like you said, we just touched on there, the way they just grinded throughout the rest of that year and mm. it was so impressive and... Yeah, 
um, the leaders of that team, you know, Teddy stood up and then mm -hmm. um, we're talking about just before with, with Jared and the season that he had. Yep. Um, down to the juniors that debuted and, and took that on as, um, yeah, it was just awesome to be up there. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it, like, I, I say this all the time, I, the Roosters, you know, their, their external image is kind of like a glamour club, mm. but I think this year kind of just showed everyone there's so much, there's like this gritty underbelly that you guys have managed to kind of cultivate. Yeah, I think that's a bit of, um, you know, as a, as a team or it doesn't have to be a team as a, as a business, you need to have an identity. Mm. You need to believe in that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got a lot of um, outside perception of what the Roosters are and you know, some of that's not all good, but we, we know deep down of who we are as a club and our identity. And mm. you know, ever since Robbo's been on, on board and um, since, you know, uh, when I was playing through and, and guys like Orbo, Friendy, Jared, yep. um, you know, PC to an extent mm. when he was there, you know, we, we found out who we were as a team and, yep. um, you know, it, it worked for us and, and we kept building on that. So... We have a lot of belief in that club, and um, we've got it to a stage now where it's where it's um, you know pretty strong. Yeah, it's, it was just to just to see like guys that were coming in that were rookies. Yeah, <clears throat> it's people. I mean, it's very hard to kind of express how you know a rookie coming in to week in week out just be solid is a massive win. Definitely, it's like yeah. a massive win. Um, so yeah, it was so impressive to see. But I mean, we'll talk about the, the retirement first. You know that was it was really interesting because from the outside looking in it seemed like a long decision by by the fact that you know you were struggling with the head knocks and yeah. you know injuries and that what was it as long as it looked in the you know the the kind of like oh he's thinking about retirement and that was like what you know 12 14 months ago or was it more of a you got to the end of the year and thought about it yeah i think um yeah it was a it was quite a long time but not at one stage did I ever think during that year in 2020 that I was going to retire. Okay. Even after my last game with New South Wales and where I had my last head knock, mm. I was always going to come back and play okay. no matter what. That was my mindset. I never gone or I knew I was in a bit of trouble. Yep. Like I, I understood that. I wasn't naive to all of that. Yeah. Um, but I needed to step away from the game and step away from everything mm. to, to have a bit of time on my own just to obviously um, look after my health, number mm. one, because to be honest, I wasn't in a good way. Like, um, you know, especially because I, I started suffering the symptoms, I think, if you can remember, you know, mid-season when mm. I had a head knock yeah. um, at training and then um, I had a, had a bit of time out and then come back, mm. um, had another sort of head knock leading into fi uh, finals and then, and then yeah, the, the Origin series was at the end of the um, end of the year, so I was like, look, if I can just get through this series, like I'll have time to recover, um, just recover and yep. be sweet. And obviously, didn't think that I'd obviously be suffering another head knock. So um, when that happened, um, you know, I just wanted to to relax and get away from it all, and mm. that was good for me. But like I said, I, I struggled uh, mentally with it because I knew that um, I knew the situation that I was in and. Mm. But then again, like I said, I, I was always going to come back and play and do everything in my power to do that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until probably Christmas time when I still felt the same way of, um, you know, the symptoms. and. So were you feeling kind of um, 
you know, lightheaded, headaches. Yeah, so I think the the number one thing is is that you, you speak about guys who, who do suffer the, the um, symptoms is the headaches. Um, mm. You know, sometimes you can be sensitive to light, noise. Mm. But for me, it was probably more the headaches and um, yep. it's a bit different to any other injury. You know, if you have like an ankle or shoulder, you're always pretty sweet because you know it's going to heal. But yep. with, with your head, it's a different ball game, mate. And I didn't realise that until... You know, I saw what was going through it. Um, still at that stage, you know, I was still um, keen to, to continue on. And mm. it got to the start of the, the new year, um, you know, doing pre-season. had a sort of different program to get back and play. And um, that was all going pretty well. And, you know, I'd go through periods where, you know, I'd be, I'd be awesome. You know, I'd wake up every day going, this is what I want to do. Yep. 100%. I'm so motivated. And then... Mm something will just pull me back and, you know, I'll, I'll slip in a rut again of going, you know, you know, what are you doing? Like, yeah, okay. this is different. I've never sort of struggled with that before with any injury. Mm. You know, it's always been like, like you're sweet. Like yeah. this is, but, and then it, it got to sort of closer to kickoff and um, I was still having these flies. Like, this isn't right. Like, I normally I'm pretty... Um, keen as. Keen as or yeah. like mentally can just put it aside and, and continue on. But yeah. I just kept falling back into these ruts and I was like, well, this has never happened before. This is something pretty different. So yeah. then I had to listen to myself. Mm. Um, and it's a tough you know, thing it was, to admit it was hard. to yourself. Eh? It was hard, mate. Like I went, that was the hardest um, stage of it all, knowing that, you know, I, I didn't have much time left to sort of make this decision. And, mm. you know, was I being selfish and, and reckless of, you know, if I continued on to play knowing that I wasn't a full 100% right, that, mm. you know, I could potentially do some permanent damage or, yep. or you know, be something serious. And mm. so I was thinking about that. I was wrestling with that idea. And then, obviously, I think the, the warrior and the footballer in you going, you know, what are you doing? You, it feels like you're sort of giving up a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I had to wrestle with that for a bit. But then, yeah, I, I couldn't convince myself that, playing was a 100% right call. Mm. So I had to eventually, you know, sit down um, and then, yeah, just be real honest with myself. And mm. it wasn't until then where, you know, I, I thought that all that time that, you know, the, the easiest thing to do was to, you know, put your hand up and go, mate, I'm, I'm done, I'm no good. But, mm. you know, thinking on back on it now, the hardest thing for me to do was to make that decision mm. to retire. So. You know, after you got, got a bit closer and then when my uh, my partner got back from work and mm. I said it out loud for the first time and, you know, it was real. But and then I, it wasn't long after that until, you know, I, I had Robbo, Robbo over and, and let him know and mm. had a good chat with him. But um, after that chat and after saying it out loud, the relief that I had um, yeah. after that was... It was just like the a massive weight had just been lifted off me, yep. like emotionally, mentally. And when after that, that conversation, after feeling like that, I definitely knew that I made the right call sure. as hard as it was. And yeah. that period where, you know, I, if you weren't close to me, you would have understood, you know, how, how hard that was for me, that period. Mm. Um, but the feeling I got of relief after, and especially after the announcement, I knew that I made the right call and, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just so grateful that, you know, I had 
you know, such good support around me at the time and mm. to help me, you know, especially the Roosters, to give me all the time I needed to make that call. Yeah. And then my my support network around that to, to mm. be there for me when I was, yeah, definitely wasn't at my best. Man, I, I just, it's such a, because there's like, it's almost like, let's say you do your, your ankle or your knee and the doctor says, look, you're, you you shouldn't you shouldn't play again because you probably won't walk, walk again. Yeah, it's kind of like that decision then becomes quite easy. Yeah. Whereas like with head head knocks and you've recovered from them in the past and we yeah. all have like we've all got head knocks and recovered from them. It's like you the fight internally is so tough. Yeah. Like, Am I taking the short easy way out? Will Definitely. I be sweet in six months or? I had to take um, everything into perspective too with mm. with life itself. Like yeah. I'm at a stage now where I'm um, you know I'm not a a young buck anymore you know yeah. and um you know there's so much more to life than footy i've mm. i've come to realize and your priorities start to change and mm. you know for me being the age i am now you know, i'm looking forward to sort of you know starting a family and everything so mm. that all came into my decision as, as well and yeah. i think the fact that you know having the success that i've had in in my career definitely helped with that decision as well mm. and yeah, it's um, it's just so unknown as well with with the head, like yeah. just with all the studies that are going on at the moment. It's still pretty fresh, and yeah. you know I went through um, extensive testing and everything, and all of that came through really good, and you know seeing specialists and and everything. So yeah. everything's up to scratch, and they they gave me really good reports, but I knew deep down that I just wasn't wasn't okay, and yeah, um, yeah, here here I am now, <laughs> and so like. You know, one thing that I was, um, and, and and please, like, this is not, don't take this the wrong way at all. Yeah. You know, you, I think you're the one of the toughest players to play. But I was getting concerned towards the end. I felt like you five years ago with that head knock, you probably wouldn't have got concussed or knocked out. You would yep. have been able to cop it. Yep. And that was what I was, like, getting really worried about is it sure. seemed that, like, even even friendly to an extent, like, it, it's and it, it happens to every rugby league player as they get older, when you get those blows, it's harder. Yeah. Was that something that wor was concerning you or you didn't really feel that way? Uh, I didn't feel that way at the time, but looking back on it now, I do understand. Yeah. Um, there's a, There was a bit of a trend going on mm. and you see it happen with, with other players and that as well. So, yeah. you know, I'm definitely not naive to that now looking back, but at the time I tried to be so, like, um, so focused and yeah. trying to not let the outside noise because at that time it was, um, yeah. you know, I couldn't turn on the TV without or footy show with without seeing myself on a highlight like being groggy and yeah. then going to the up the up the road and you know everyone sort of knowing your business and mm. you know, I was I like to sort of think of myself as a private sort of guy but mm. to go to the shops and you know people not sort of coming up to say oh good game or Look, are you okay? And yeah, you know, trying to escape yeah. that, and everyone yeah. knowing my business, and mm. for me knowing that I sort of wasn't okay, and I wanted to be like, mm. "What are you talking about? Like I'm yeah, sweet." Yeah, totally. But I sort of knew deep down that I wasn't. And then with everyone still coming up, and for me trying to get away from it, and yeah, and to escape, but I was just reminded twenty four seven by so you know media, which isn't you know their fault. That's yeah. their job. You know they got to report on on all this stuff, and then. For your for your fan that sort of runs into you down the street, it's not their fault either, you know. They, they care about they, you. They, they care about you. You yeah, know, yeah, you've yeah. sort of been on their television for the last ten years, and they mm. want to sort of know. But yeah, for me at that time, it was just like 
man, like this is, you know, it was overwhelming. Yeah. And you've got this kind of like inter- massive internal struggle that you probably just want to escape and push through. Definitely. And as you well, said, it's that just was, getting... That was, the, that was the battle, man. I was, yeah. nah, you're right, you'll be sweet. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, no, 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 like mm. this is different, mate. Like you got to yeah. listen to yourself. And until, you know, I, I um, like I said just before, I had that, you know, honest conversation with myself and mm. then... To say it out loud, that's when all of that stress and everything just come yep. off my shoulders. And then even now I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm so content with my decision and, mm. you know, I, I knew it was the right one. Yeah. Um, do I miss it? 100%. Did it yeah. kill me up there with the boys? Yeah. Like it was, it was so tough knowing that, you know, I physically my body was probably... Great nick. You know, it's it was great nick. Yeah, probably yeah. the best in my career. So that yeah. was so frustrating You would have had time well. to rest it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I miss all the the um, the competitive nature about it all. But mm. talking to people now that, that I have retired and that were ready to retire, mm. you know, they still miss it. Um, sure. And even though I wasn't ready to retire, I, I reckon if I was, even if I was, I'd still miss it. It's just I yeah. think the competitive beast in you. Absolutely. Like, and look, I had a, quite a small career, but even to this day, when round one kicks off and that you can see the, all the boys running up yeah. for the kickoff, you're just like, oh, imagine being out there again. Yeah. The crowd. The, you don't miss everything else around it. Like Not the, the pre-season. Training, pre-season. Right, when I see preseason, I'm like, what a good decision. Mate, if you could just get me to game day <laughs> every week, it would be oh, sweet day. Eh? Mate, absolutely. <laughs> when I see the boys' ass hanging out and all the pitches and that, yeah. like Radley's face is falling off because he's fucking <laughs> in the middle of fitness. I'm yeah. like, rah. Oh, man. Nah. Um, Especially on a day like today. Oh, like fuck. That. I remember like, I, I actually, so I'd quit footy and I got, got a call from the Broncos. And they're like, would you like to come back? And I was like, I'm fucking not doing anything else. So I'm being yeah, totally honest. Yeah. yeah, sweet, I'll come back. And then like I trained for like three to four weeks and the first trial match was in Queensland at Redcl- uh, at Wynnum. And it would have been like 35 degrees and I was like wigging. It was so hot. Like <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I was like, because I, I just didn't have that fitness in me. Like I didn't yeah. have that long 12-week or even longer uh, preseason. I only had like four weeks. Um, so yeah, I definitely, yeah, mate, I can I feel you when you're talking about preseason. Oh, man. Um, so, so take us back to obviously a young fella born in born in Tari. Born in Tari, yeah. Um, lived in Old Bar. Oh, right. And you played the, the in the Old Bar Pirates and the Tari Red Rovers. Yep. Um, and so we've we've spoken before, but obviously the podcast is is substantially bigger then. But um, you know, was it was it always rugby league for you? Yeah, from a young age. Yeah, definitely. Um, ever since I can remember, it was it was rugby league. Um, you know. Yeah, it was sort of all over new growing mm. up and my friends as well. And I think, you know, everyone back home knows that sort of rugby league is the number one sport. It's like mm. when I was growing up, it was like a religion back home. So, yep. um, yeah, that was that was all I ever known and um, it was all I ever wanted to do. I can remember um, since I was a young kid and, and going through school, mm. I, I just wanted to play uh, football yep. and, and that was it. I didn't really have a plan B. Yep. And was uh, New Year team or was it someone else? Nah, to be honest, it was, it was the Sharks. The Sharks? Yeah. How'd that happen? Don't, don't tell me how. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll scruffle them through one of um, Dad's old old footy bags where he kept all his old jerseys. And, yeah. you know, we're just um, going through that. And I just must have, you know, the Sharkies, eh? the colours or something. And Far out. So I started going from them. And then, yeah, ET was me 
It was me idol. The great ET. Yeah. Far out. So, the Sharkies. I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked that. That's a, that's a different one. Uh, but um, so, so you're growing up, you're playing footy. At what point did, were you excelling early? Like there's some players that at a really young age, they're just standouts, but then they fade or there's some players that struggle early, but then they come. What was it like for you? Yeah, I, um, I think I excelled pretty early, like straight away. And I think that's sort of when I knew that this is, you know, what I wanted to do because I, I sort of knew that I was good at it from a young age. And, um, you know, me and, me and Wade Graham, you know, we've known each other for a while now. Oh, really? So he's a couple of years older, but our first sort of like running together was, um, uh, it was like PLSA schoolboys under 12s. Yeah. And I was uh, I was only nine at the time. <laughs> no way! And so I made the New South Wales team with um, with Wado. So that's how wow. That's how long ago that I've um, yeah started to know Wade through junior rep footy and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I think just from making um, as you'd know the so the sort of pathway to get to the NRL would be you know obviously schoolboy teams, mm. your rep teams, Harold Matts, SG Ball, and all yep. of that. So. You know, I was lucky enough to um, be a part of, in all of that through sort of, yeah, like um, the under-15s, obviously, um, the New South Wales, CCC, and then you go to the 18s, and then from there, yep. you sort of know if you're, if you're sort of going to make it or not. Because yep. then you obviously got all the club scouts at them comps, and yeah, yeah. it sort of just went from there. And so how did it end up with the Roosters, like from Newey? Yeah, it was... Uh, um, yeah, so I had two years of Harold Matts with, with Newcastle. Mm. Um, I was still living back at Old Bar and travelling um, two hours down to training, two hours back three times a week. Oh, my God. So, yeah, the, the petrol bill. Um, Holy, so was your father on, driving you yeah, down? Yeah, and the old man used to take me and my brother down three times a week for a couple of years. So, Mate. yeah, just looking back on even, like, saying that now and, and telling you, and, you know, it's just been such a good journey like just to, to think about all them times and yep. the journey you, you had to get to the NRL but mm. and then it got to a point where I was yeah I think the last year of Harold Matson I was on a scholarship sort yeah, of yeah, whatever like they are or yeah something, like a, or something like that with the Knights and um yeah I, to be honest it was just um too good of an offer to sort of turn down from the Roosters and mm. Um, the opportunity to, to go to a club like that, um, I understood at, even at that, that age how um, much of an honour it was to even yeah. sort of have this the Roosters like, look at you and want you at their club. Two, two thousand. Oh, this would have been like 2007. Seven. Yeah, 2007. So, so they, what, they, they were in two grand finals, 2002, 2004. 2008 semi. Yeah, 2008. So, so they just like come off that really dominant, dominant period. Yeah, but then they still had that, that aura about them of being the, sure. you know, the Glamour Club, yep. um, you know, eastern, uh, eastern suburbs. And, yep. and at that time, they just, um, you know, it was 2008 where they made the semi. Yep. And then... Mate, it was against us. Yeah. It was the most wild... It's, it's like the most physical game I've ever played. Yeah. Honestly. It was like... We walked in at halftime going, what has happened? Because I think you've had Marco Millie, Willie Mason, like just dogs that just yeah. killed us. Yeah. Um, we, we just... Got, we, we, the only reason we won that game was because um, 
we just had like such a crazy roster. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have lost for sure. Yeah, definitely. Through that period, you guys were. <laughs> it's a joke. I don't know. I don't know how under the cap. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't get any brown paper bags. That's all yeah. I can admit. I didn't get it. Um, so yeah. So when you get down there, you're 16 years old. Yeah. Um, 16 years old, and um, yeah, I can I can remember I finished my. We just played the under-16s grand final for back home and we ended up winning that. And then yep. I had my year 10 formal or something. And then after that... Year 10. <laughs> year 10. After that, Dad took me down the freeway and, and dropped me off. And um, I stayed with a, with a, um, a family. Um, and but at Bondi Nicolaitis at the time... couldn't even put you up in a big Yeah, mansion. I know. Come on, put me up, <laughs> no, brother. Mate, I was 16 <laughs> at the time. Ernie stripes, mate. But yeah, it was... I can just remember I was just in over my head and I was mm. like, wow this is real but at the time you know i didn't feel that i was like sit like i was so i don't know i was just so motivated and all mm. i wanted to do was play nrl so mm. all the other stuff didn't really matter to me like yeah. my age or you know what are you doing you should still be up up home like yep. with your mates and because you're just so focused on the goal yeah that was that was just me and what i was about and yeah i can remember going to um my first session um, oh and that God. was just so overwhelming and yeah. daunting. But um, it wasn't until, you know, a, a, about a week through where I was like, I can hold my own here, mm. like doing a couple of the, the um, defensive drills and everything. And then yep. from that, I just got confidence. And then, yeah, it went from there. Wow, 16 years old. Moving yeah. with the big boys. Yeah, did, was, did they... Did they go easy on you or not really? No, nah, like definitely not. 16. Yeah, so that was um, Cause like, a pretty good way to sort of start off. And yeah, wow. To uh, earn their respect. That's yeah, sort yeah, of sure. what my main goal was, was to, to sort of be involved and mm. to be accepted sort of thing. Was there anyone that stood out to you where you were like, wow, that's the level? Like, that's the fucking level. Yeah, well, I think um jake friend like stood out to me mm. because he was only two years he's only two years older than me so yep. he was like 18 at the time and i think he's played a couple of nrl games but to see that like his work ethic and the way he went about it mm. and how much respect he had off the playing group already and mm. so just coming in and, and watching that going holy hell like i want to sort of like i want to be that how do i do that so i was just watching him and the way he went about his business and mm. I knew that I just had to, um, you know, work hard and, and do everything I possibly could to, yep. to um, earn these guys' respect first and foremost. And so did you have a trial match with, like, with first grade or anything? Yeah, yeah, I got thrown in. Um, 16? Yeah, I played a SG ball game um, at Penrith and then we, we finished the game and went over to the fence and Peter O'Sullivan at the time was our recruitment guy who got me down to Sydney and he's like, mate, um, grab bags, we're going to go over to Campbelltown Stadium, we're going to... You know, first grade's playing, you go, I said, oh, sweet, I'm just going to go over and watch. He goes, no, no, you're playing. So I was like, holy hell, you know, I went up and seen Dad. I was like, mate, you got to get over to Campbelltown Stadium. I'm going to, you know, be playing. So I ended up yep. going over there and I still had locked my boots on from SG ball game. Walked into the sheds and, you know, you got Fitzy and yeah. Nate Miles, Mark O'Mealy and holy. just jumped straight into the shower and the ice bath and then put my gear on again and then sat on the bench. I only got about 20 minutes, but... Yep. Like for me being mate, that's wild, absolutely wild. Yeah, it's um, still something that yeah, it's crazy. Like looking at sixteen-year-old kids now, or mm. even if I put myself in my dad's position, where 
you know, if I had a 16-year-old son, <laughs> I don't think there's any chance of letting him go to Sydney to, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. looking back on it now, I think, you know, it's probably one of the most um, pivotal parts of, of my career. Yeah. Um, being able to sort of either going to be sink or swim, but to being able to, like, come through that and then, yeah, yeah just go from there. Mate, it's uh, like I can, I can remember when I got my first trial match with first grade and it was like, I might have been 17 or 18, probably 18. Yeah. And like, it was, was honestly, definitely not ready, eh? Yeah. Like. And I, like, so the first year I got there, so I would have been 17. I remember I was playing for Colts at that stage, so like yeah. under 19s. And our game was before reserve grade and before NRL. And I remember walking past, it was a Bulldogs Dragon trial that was after us. And I remember walking past going, I'll never be that big and strong. Like, yeah. those boys are massive. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. So f- to do it at 16, like, mate, I, yeah, that, that's incredible. That's yeah. actually incredible. Um, okay, so, but, but you actually, was it the next year that you suffered the ACL? Yep. Yep. And so how did that come down? Was that, like, devastating? Yeah, that was really? devastating. Um, that was a 2010 season where the, where the boys made the, the grand final. Yep. Um, Todd obviously come, won M that year. Uh, new coach, Brian Smith. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I, I remember... I had a really good preseason and was probably you know in line to maybe to play yeah um nrl in round one and then it was the last training session before our first trial oh. so i got through a full preseason, and then yeah we were doing sort of like just a, a session before we we got on a plane to go to new zealand to have a trial match and done the acl and yeah sort of had to i sat out all of that year but um yeah, when people ask me about how was that for you, mm. to be honest, like when you're young, like you, it doesn't hit you as, as bad as when you're, you're older. And mm. like for me mentally, because, you know, playing NRL was all I wanted to do. And, yep. you know, I was still pretty fresh with injuries and whatnot. Mm. So, you know, it was sort of, it wasn't easy. It was definitely a challenge. But um, for me to, to get back from that and, you know, be still trying to get back at my best and, Keep yep. doing what I was doing was quite easy for me just yep. because I was so focused and motivated of, of what I wanted to do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's funny, whenever you get like injuries, it's when it first happens, I, I don't know about you, but when it first happens, like as soon as the injury happens, like in that moment, you're like, oh, no, no, like, no, 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 it's just a little, it's just something little. Yeah. And then it like slowly dawns in you and then you go see the physio and he's yeah. like, mate, like I think you've, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, I think the the difference between getting injuries when I was younger to sort of like late in my career was like mentally for me was so tough yep. just because of the the responsibility that you have in the side mm. uh, for me as a as a captain mm. and then compared to when you were young and sort yeah. of you know you're you're okay you can just sort of get by but yep. mentally between the the two at different stages of my career was yeah chalk and cheese but Mate. it's just part of the whole experience of being a being First, a footy player hundred percent hundred percent okay so so you do your recovery and then obviously 2011 you make your debut yep um was it uh so it was around 13 uh and you played the new zealand warriors at sfs off the interchange bench do you remember the the call up and was it yep. expected not expected or um it was a bit expected um i sort of went through the old traditional way of um playing under 20s at the start mm. of that year and then um 
I played a reserve grade game. So once I got told that, you know, I was playing for Newtown, um, then I sort of knew that it was sort of getting close. Yep. And then had a, a really good game again in reserve grade. And then the week after I was 18th man. Mm. And then the week after that I played. So, Did you go away? Was 18th man, was that an away trip? Yeah, it was, it was actually um, in North Queensland, but I can't remember if we went out after. <laughs> Which, which means you Holy did go Lord, out after. Yeah. <laughs> 2011, that's still sort oh, of... Mate, yeah, yeah that's, still, that's still a time when you can go out and get yeah. loose and, and get your mad cow. The mad cow. Uh, yeah. Mate, Townsville trip used to be so good. Yeah, what did the boys say? You used to pack your jeans before your boots. Mate, you honestly <laughs> did. Like The two trips I used to love were Rocky, Rockhampton, yeah. Rock Vegas in yeah, trial matches yeah. and that. Because it was like the Wild West. You could yeah, do definitely. anything. Yeah. And like there was... There was no... like it's, It was like a... When you're in Sydney and that, like, there's a lot of security around and there's yeah. a different standard I guess you've got sure. to hold yourself to. Now, it's obviously changed now. Yeah. But, yeah, back then it was like you yeah. could be walking Can't the streets on the piss. Like, people didn't give a shit. Yeah, if someone really cares about, you know, who you are, they're just, you know, yeah. having a great time themselves. 100%, 100%. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Townsville, man, some great, great times there. Like, what's funny is, like, every single time we go up there, the coach is like, boys, home by 12. Yeah. <laughs> home by 12. Yeah. And guns are rolling in at like oh, in, yeah. five thirty, and their kids in there, yeah, straight on the bus to go to the airport, and everyone's like turns a blind eye, like it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so so you make your debut against the Warriors, and this is two thousand eleven Warriors. This is you know yeah. grand final. So yep. uh, how'd you go? How was it? What do you remember? Yeah, it from? was. Um, I remember through the week getting told I was in the gym, and um, Smithy come up and told me I was playing, and then. Um, sort of all the boys were around because we're in the, the the gym obviously and yeah. they sort of heard and and like to get that reaction off them mm. um and how pumped they were and so like good. jumping around and yeah, jumping on yeah. me and i knew that that sort of made it better too mm. and i reckon that experience of being told you're playing rather than him calling me into his office and telling me don't get me wrong would have like yeah you still. know you're getting told your your dreams coming true but uh, to have the boys around to see their reaction Perfect. was yep. just it was awesome. And then yeah, remember just like running straight outside, getting on the phone to me old man, uh, brother, family, just telling everyone. And yeah, yeah, lead up was everything I sort of expected and what I thought I'd feel. You know, I was super nervous mm. throwing up in the change rooms beforehand. No way. Far and, yeah. Um, yeah, I come on and played about sixty minutes, I think. So it was oh, a wow. fair crack for a debut. And yeah, yeah we ended up winning. Handled myself all right, and then yeah, sort of started from there. Really? So, so you stayed in the, the side for the rest of the year? Yeah, stayed in the side. Um, I think you know, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. About seven matches. So yeah, seven. Yep. So it would have been close. Yeah, around close twenty. To, so I don't yep. think we made finals that year. Yeah. So you would have maybe missed like three or four games over that period. Might yep. be injury or yep. yeah. Um, Okay, so so that happens, and then obviously 2012 rolls around, uh, and you start the year in 2012. Yep, start the year, um, and then yeah, obviously felt like a first grader, um, yeah. and but to be honest, I didn't feel like I was still learning, learning the my way, learning yeah. to be a first grader. Mm. I, I wasn't, I wasn't quite there yet, but um, I suppose that's what every um nrl player has to do sure. or every play you gotta you it's gotta almost like to explain it to to like footy fans and that it's like you feel like a first grade like you, you know you've worked hard to be there all right? yeah but like in situations where 
do I take the ball? Is it, you know, should I do this yeah, or not do definitely. that? So it was just sort of me feeling my way and, you know, I was not happy to be there. Like, I, you know, I wanted to win and I wanted to, to play my best, but, mm. um, yeah, I just didn't feel like I had an impact on, a, on the game, really, on, yeah. on the, the result of a game. Mm. Um, and that didn't really come. So I had that year and then by the end of that year, I was, you know, yeah confident and then 13 come around and then that's when i sort of um yeah felt like a, a, a first grader yep and so 2012 round four against the storm you score your first, first try, try yeah, it was pretty, pretty and it was the only try, try that you scored <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can remember it too it was your first try Jeez, i won't be um telling me kids how i scored it should be a 50 meter line break but um i can remember i think yeah i, I must have I think I picked up a loose ball and just just got it down or something. <laughs> Nothing to write home about. <laughs> oh, that's great! I mean, four, you ended up end of the year with four four meeties. Yeah, scoring four meeties. How good! Actually, you know what? It was crazy. Like not crazy, but about about your career is like I feel like in the earlier part of your career, you actually, you know, there was a, like a part of your game that was not flashy, but you were a very attacking orientated player. Like yeah. you would hit really good holes. And score a few, a few tries. Whereas I feel like the the end of your career was more of a leader's role of like yeah. taking the shit hit ups, like doing. Is that accurate or not really? Yeah, a little bit. I think um, in 2013, um, when I said I, that's when I sort of felt like a first grader. Then I, I think I scored maybe nine or ten tries yeah, that year, yeah. and um, I think that was just to do with the weapons that we had in that team that year, like. Yeah. The opportunities that created and mm. um and then as a the um my career went on i'm not sure if it was a conscious decision i don't think it was like yeah. you know but um you know the way we we played as a team and i was talking about to you before um our identity i think that my role and how i how i played or how i turned up every week was um yeah i just wanted to to do my job and I knew that that sort of helped us to, to win the game of footy. Yeah, because I mean, you know what, it probably coincides with the fact that, you know, Robbo came in at 2013 and built up his, the identity. So obviously yeah. that is going to change. Uh, um, but yeah, 2013, when it gets announced that uh, Robbo is coming in, um, what was the feeling around like the place? Would, uh, would, could you ever imagine that he would turn into the coach he is now? Um, not at the time. Yeah. I didn't really have much to do with Robbo, but he come to the Roosters with Brian Smith. He was assistant coach for Brian Smith in 2010. Okay. So he was taking care of our defence there, and then he got an opportunity to go to France with the mm. Catalans and then had a couple of years there and then come back to, um, yeah, obviously come back to the Roosters and, you know, we, we knew who he was and what he was about, but we never sort of seen him as a head coach. So mm. it was still a little bit unknown for us too. And mm. But once, you know, his first meeting that we had with him, we knew that, you know, this guy's different. And yep. you know, I think for him to be only, what was it, 37 or something? Yeah, or something, young, one of the youngest coaches we've and seen. And to just demand that respect straight away from the playing group and, you know, just what he, what he said in that meeting, he, one of the first things he said is like, we're going to win the comp this year. You know, there's like, didn't, didn't shy away from the fact that, you know, not like, hey boys, how you going? Like, you know, yep. I'm, you know, pumped to be here. It was just like, bang, hit you between the eyes. This is what, 
and from then he just knew what he was about. Like, mm. you know, he's um, he wants to win. He's a winner, mm. and he's yeah hasn't changed. He's just evolved into this you know great coach. Man, he his trajectory right now is is probably going to be one of the greatest. If he yeah. if he wants to stay until he's seventy, like yeah, well, I know, can sort of like he yeah, win like he's sweet now. 10 premierships like yeah think about it what, what is he like 45 now 46 yeah like he would be yeah 44, 44 years old so so um, you're telling me the Roosters aren't going to win another few like it's incredible yeah it's, it's incredible um and i i love um like i i've never met rob obviously but like just obviously watch a lot of footy and then i i hear people talking about him i love that it seems like he doesn't suit the typical coaching coaching mold like yeah you know, you've got your, your Wayne Bennett, very kind of old school, not too technical. Then you've mm. got your Bellamy, who is like very technical. But then you've got Robbo that seems kind of like almost philosophical, if I could yeah. say. And again, I, I've never met him, but it's such a feeling I get. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, the, um, the experiences that he gives these players mm. um, that you, you just wouldn't, you wouldn't even like imagine that, you know, from when I started playing footy to like now and to mm. be coached by him and, you know, just the stuff that he, he gets the, the boys doing outside mm. of football yep. is um, what's really rounds the players and um, gives them such a, a great perspective on what it is to be a footballer. And, um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a, a, like a, a guy who can just like, yeah, be the the soul and um sort of the guy for the organization that everyone sort of looks up to and mm. you know he's the guy that always has the answers and yep. you know he just he just does it so well and mm. um yeah i was very lucky to be coached by him for the best part of my career um okay so 2012 rolls around uh, sorry 2013 <clears throat> um you re-signed for three years was was it always I'm, I'm a one club man or did you ever get some offers from other clubs and you, you, yeah, you considered it? I definitely got some um, interest mm. um, but I think um, all of my deals I've never I never come off contract mm. I always re-signed I never went to the open market until yep. it was my last contract where I think it was the end of 2017 where I, I sort of um, you know I wasn't in a rush to sort of do my deal I you know I had a big year it was a world cup at the end of that year so mm. I didn't want to put that contract talk you know I just wanted to concentrate on getting that world cup out of the way and then yeah. and talking so it wasn't until I was like 26 until I, wow. I had a chance to like see what was out there there mm. was interest but to be honest uh Kempi it was, it was yeah no chance it was leaving. sort of no chance I was going to leave and yeah um yeah yeah it's uh it's it's you're one of the truly like very rare player where at no point was over like oh yeah he might truly yeah you know, and and understandably why you know players do test their value because like at the end of the day the club's trying to get you for as cheap as possible because the the goal Definitely. is the premiership yeah. the goal isn't to you know spend all their money on one player yeah, or whatever for sure um but yeah it was always i mean it, it shows you how much they think of you though like yeah. As a as a fringe player that's been on the fringes and that my contract talk doesn't start until like late in the year, whereas yeah. like their main players like yourself, they don't even want you to get off contract. Yeah, yeah. So they like it shows you how much the Roosters have lot want I guess wanted you there from the get go. That's the thing too. Like if there was a, a whisper that they sort of didn't want me, or then you know I would have been, you know, that's their wishes. But yeah, they always sort of wanted me around. So. Mm. 
you know, for them to show that faith in me, yeah, that's all I needed. Absolutely, that's Absolutely. all I needed. Man, it goes such a long way. Oh, like it's, yeah, it's big. Just to be wanted, yeah, and like to get that phone call of like, mate, we want you here, and we think you can be this, yeah. that, and that. Whereas, like as a fringy, it's almost like, for example, like my when I went to the Warriors, mm. the reason was they sat me down there, like, look, you're the third. You're the third winger in yep. in uh, the pecking order right now. It's Darius Boyd, Steve Michaels, and it's you. And I was like, I'm a first grader. Like, you, like I'm already, I'm literally currently playing first grade. Yeah. I was a top try top try scorer for Q Cup, essentially two years in a row. Um, and it wasn't even about the money. It was about the fact that they, I felt they, like they didn't they want wanted, me. Yeah. yeah, like they were going to pay me minimum and put me in reserve. Like sure. Um, whereas the Warriors were saying to me, even though I ended, you know played fucking terrible, but they ended up saying to me. <laughs> You know, they wanted me there. Yeah, um, and it's I think different, it, eh? yeah, absolutely. And I think you'd be surprised how many players leave clubs not about money, just because they they haven't heard from the club. Yeah, mate, we want you here. We want you to be a part of it. Definitely. Um, anyway, so yeah, 2013, uh, you get selected for New South Wales country. Uh, you play second row in uh, the wing at Coffs Harbour. Yep. Then you get selected for New South Wales team, and you come off the interchange bench. H- how did that call come about? Yeah, it was. Um, it was because you were doing what like. 30 games into your career, man? Yeah, I was only 20, 20 years old at the time. And um, it was game three. It was game three, um, the decider in 2013. Oh, my God. Walk to be honest, I didn't, really, I didn't really get selected to be in the team. I got selected um, as 18th man yeah, yeah. or like in the 20 or wherever it was, yeah. the squad. Kind of like bringing a young fella through, get him in the yeah, system and feel because, it Because um, Birdie, you know, he hurt his ankle. Greg Bird hurt his ankle that week. So I was sort of just in there to... Now, if he couldn't, wasn't good to go, then I'd I'd get the call up and, yep. um, so yeah, got caught in there and that was just a massive buzz just to be in the squad, mm. like, to be around these guys and to see what you know, Origin was all about. Yep. You know, as a kid, the old cliche, it's all you ever dreamed about. Mm. So to be to be there now, um, and to be so close was was unreal. And then it wasn't until, you know, I was a bit later in the week and, you know, I, I had obviously a good good week of training and then I get a text from Laurie Daly who was on our day off and he goes mate are you around can you come meet me in my room and mm. I was like oh hang on I was like oh what have I done <laughs> bonded night <laughs> Everybody yeah I know that. straight away I was like oh no <laughs> you know was I trying was I training all right what I do yeah. training and then so you can imagine your head just going <laughs> bananas and then he sat me down and he goes mate I'm I'm gonna um, gonna play ya, like. Yeah. Um, and Birdie was sweet still. He goes, oh, I just want you in the seventeen. Yeah. And then me and him just started breaking down, crying in his yeah. room. Wow. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It was just such a such a good feeling, and yeah, ran outside on the phone to my dad, family, whatnot. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that was just such a great experience to to be able to do that. And then game day comes around and. Remember in the sheds and Aaron Woods, I think he played his debut the game before me. Mm. And he goes, mate, get up the front of the line. He goes, when you run out, like, he goes, it's going to be insane. He goes, make sure you're up the front so when they first see you, the crowd, because it was at Sydney as well, and mate, ran out and it was just like, just, yeah, your whole body's just vibrating from, yeah, it's just something you can't can't describe that feeling to, to people who, haven't experienced it or, or who want to know about it, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty addicting feeling because yeah. you just want more of it after that. It's, it's one of those things where, and obviously I, I didn't play Roger, but I, I re- played in front of Suncorp and that, 
it's like truly one of those things that at the end of your life it can thinking back on it, it like can content you you're like i yeah. can't believe i got to experience yeah, that yeah. I, how lucky i was it can be dangerous too though because <laughs> you can't manufacture that feeling anywhere no. else yes. so it's um yep. i think that's one of the things that people struggle with when they retire is missing that feeling and yep. yeah you, you can't manufacture it anywhere else like it's, literally nowhere else like you yeah. could do you go out on the weekend do whatever you want there's no greater feeling than like it's almost like you're not going to war, but yeah. like you're going to something. It's just with weird. Me. Like yeah. you're just scared out of your brain, and then <laughs> yeah. like you get in there and you're just on like, yeah. And then the feeling after the game. Yep. It's just yeah. It's just great. Um, okay, so so you come off the bench for the Origin. Yep. So yeah, you just sit. Or you what's it like coming off the bench in Origin? Because oh, I just seen the pace. I just wanted, the yeah, I just wanted to get on there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then I think Luke Lewis might have strained his calf or come off and ended up playing a bit of time that game as well. Oh, good. Um, I can remember not being able to feel my body just with the adrenaline, but <laughs> my lungs were just so gassed. Like, I can remember just tasting my ass from yep. like the second I got on <laughs> to like the full time. But it was just, yeah, like you just don't feel the contacts mm, or anything yep. just because you're just so amped. So so pumped. What was it like? What was that, I guess, the... You know, you, you've played at literally every single level of, of rugby league. Yep. What was it like, you know, and, and 2013, you're, you're playing some of the, against one of the best teams ever assembled. Yeah. What was the feeling like of the standard of footy? Was it truly, could you truly notice like, wow, this is a different standard? Yeah, I think it's hard to, um, definitely a training, you, you feel that straight away. We've trained with all the best players and mm. that game, I think it's just the intensity yeah, like the skill level is still sort of similar to NRL, the right. NRL, but just the pace and the intensity that was played at is just like every hit up you get shot at. It just knocks you in the face, yeah. like, and you can't. You can watch as many origins as you want, or you can listen to as many people yeah. tell you about origin, what it's going to feel like. But until you you experience it yourself, then you know exactly, you know why it's such. It's the best game in the world. It's so origin. Good. Mate, I cannot wait till next year. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> wait. I just, yeah. it's just incredible. Okay, so, um, is there any like small moments you remember when you were out there at all? Um, I remember that game. This that was the game of the streaker. Remember that? Oh, the was the, it the, 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 the Kiwi big dude, one? yeah, the big fella, the big boldy. <laughs> yeah, it actually came at a good time because we were defending our line and they had to call time off. Oh, he's in New South Wales. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so, um, tell you what, you know what? Next series, I'm getting nude if Queensland on their line. Yeah, I'm getting nude and running away. on. <laughs> Boys need a break, but um, yeah, I think yeah, there's obviously different different stories and different like moments throughout the week where you know you you remember and. Mm. Especially when you get stuck in a hole, I don't know if you do of going to um, through your old photos. Yeah, and then you go through like times like that, and you're like, it yeah, brings back memories. For sure, so for sure, yeah. I was going through old photos the other day. It was me working on a fucking coal terminal. <laughs> a couple of nudes. A couple oh, of nudes. Oh my, yeah, and a couple of nudes. <laughs> shocking, shocking. Not much there. I'm telling you, not much there. <laughs> I didn't send it to anyone. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like to, to it's just it. Uh, again, like I obviously never experienced it, but for you personally to, to think of your father driving two hours to training, two yeah. hours home, all that kind of stuff would be in your head just going, Yeah, wow. definitely. And then I think for, for me as well, um, watching Origin as a kid and then it was sort of the start of that, the Queensland dominance mm. and then having a chance to be able to, you know, you always watch it on telly going, sure. fuck, come on. And then yep. Yep. to be there in the moment going, 
you have a chance here to yeah, like impact you it, know absolutely. this is this is you know what you've been waiting for so mm. um obviously didn't happen for another couple of years after yeah. that but oh 2014 2014 yeah so it's, it was actually Bordeaux that came in 2013 comes next year he breaks it breaks yeah it out. it's all you bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the, but the sad thing is though i didn't play the first two games of that series <laughs> <laughs> so the record books would say i was a part of the series <laughs> i played game three so That's i was crap. a part of the series but i had no say on the outcome so <laughs> Oh, but I'll keep fuck. telling everyone that Mate, yeah, just, we bro- I broke the drought. That's a technicality. Yeah. Fuck it, technicality. Broke the drought. <laughs> Tell your kids you broke the drought. Yeah, right. I, know. <laughs> I know. I can remember. Um, um, I got injured. The um, done my syndesmosis. Yep. The game leading into camp, so oh, um, that put bro. me out for for um, obviously yeah the first two games oh, and then man. so I was like as a new it was heartbreaking. Don't get me wrong, but like. When you like as a New South Wales fan, yeah, for it was sure. just unbelievable. Were you to, did you to get watch. to go into camp and watch from the bench? Nah, nah. Because you would have nah. been. I mean, I was you were still, still really young, young yeah, like twenty-two. Yeah. And you so only played one game, so it's not like you yeah. only played one game. So yep. it wasn't like I was, you know, like captain or yep. you know a, a fifteen gamer. Yeah. Um, origin. So yeah, I can just remember that that feeling of like sitting back and actually just being a fan and watching it. It was. Yep. Fist best feel oh, oh mate yeah, so good. good um so yeah 2013 though i mean you could argue it's your best year when it comes to like maybe personal form you could argue obviously you had plenty of good years after but um you know you win dalian back row our uh, second row uh you guys win the comp uh, you know it's just you make australia and you play against fiji but i wanted to talk about um so this year sunny bill rocks up yep jennings jennings and maloney maloney um, Luke O'Donnell and Luke O'Donnell. Yeah, he was jacked, big boy. <laughs> He's a beast. Fucking mate. oath, like oh, man. People like Roosters' recruitment is just fucking so good, so yeah. good. What, so, what what was was there? Obviously, Robbo had come in and said we're winning the comp. Yep. Um, you know, what was the I guess the unique things that Maloney brought that Sonny Bill brought because there's there was a, a lot of people and don't get me wrong, Sonny Bill probably bought quite a like a lot we all know that yep but i think a lot of people miss the fact that guys like anthony minicello sure um and like even craig fitzgibbon before him like there was a crew an older crew that brought in like eating better all yeah. the stretching and stuff is that yep. correct or not correct? yeah yeah, it is definitely yep. um so sorry I, I remember um yeah we we getting all these big names and like there's a lot of firepower there, but I think the the stable for our our, our season and um, and that year was was based around defence and mm. you know we have all the skill in the work in in the world, but if we if we don't want to work hard, then it means nothing. So yep. I think you know that season we yeah it was one of the hardest pre seasons I've ever done, and mm. our whole um, season was based around just hard work and yeah um and then obviously executing on game day but um that was probably the best team i've been involved in um in in regards to like defense and and how we held teams out i think yeah you know we held teams to zero maybe six or, or seven times that year wow. um which is huge and yeah it definitely got us to to the um the last game of the year and what, what was the uh, was there anything unique that Robbo was doing 
like practically in the sense of like training sessions. Like I, I've spoke to Jackson Hastings and he, he, he would talk about how, you know, Robbo could tell you like, you know, you should be 15 in, metres in from touch yeah. at this point. Like he could tell you everything. Was there anything yeah. unique he brought that year? Yeah, definitely. Just the, the preparation that he has and the, the information that you get off, yep. off Robbo is, it's crazy. And it's up to you to, to be able to take that in or, or you do with it how you want. Mm. Um, yeah, when, when game time roll, rolls around, you're expected to perform and yep. um, especially you know, wearing that Roosters jersey, mm. um, there's been a lot of success um, in that jersey. So we had a lot to uphold and I think we knew the opportunity that we had as well with the, with the calibre of player that we had in that team at the mm. moment. Um, at that time, we didn't want um, to waste it. Yep, for sure. I mean, the, the team you had was incredible. Okay, so the year rolls around, you, you, you're playing fantastic, um, but you actually, you injure yourself yep. going into the last few games. Yeah. Walk us through that. Yeah, I'd done my, uh, done my ankle. Um, it was about maybe four weeks leading into the finals, and I had to have surgery. So, yeah, done my syndesmosis, um, booked in for surgery, and... At that time, it was all pretty new, the surgeries and that around mm. the, the syndesmosis injury. So, um, yeah, I remember getting the surgery and then the surgeon coming into the room. I had, you know, all our Roosters medical staff there at the time. And, um, yeah, they just said, look, what is it? They said, Mate, this is a 12-week injury, rah, rah. And I was like, well, grand finals in six weeks. Like, I want to be back for that. So yep. we went out of that meeting. And I just said to our physio, I was like, look, let's do whatever it takes. Mm. You write me up a program to get me back in six weeks, and that's what I'm doing. Yep. And, yeah, just everything sort of worked out and got back to almost being able to play the prelim. Yep. But, yeah, um, they done that game pretty easy against the Knights. And mm. it was sweet for, for the, to go in the grand final, but... I can remember um, the form that the boys were in leading yeah. into the GF and I was like, you know, this probably not going to change the team here. Yeah. So I was stressing about that through the week. But, um, you know, when I, when I went into his office and he called me in and said that I was going to be starting, it was just, Far out, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was go time. You play the Seagulls? Yep. Um, you know, this is your first grand final. What, what was it feeling like going in? Um, yeah, I think... It's just the only thing you think about as a, as a footy player and that's your number one goal yep. at the start of every season. Sure. And you hear um, players or you see great players who haven't even you know, won a grand final or played in grand finals. So um, to, have this, to have that opportunity so um, early in my career was, mm. it was, um, yeah, it was, it was such a good feeling and I can remember the, the whole week leading up and uh, the fan days and stuff. But yeah. I think the the feeling after was, I don't know, it was just, yeah, it's hard to describe. It was mm. um, best feeling ever just to know that you've just um, ticked off, you know, a dream of yours yeah. since, you know, you're a kid and, you know, that's all you ever wanted to do. And mm. to do that, you know, so early in my career was, was, um, was just such a relief, I think, knowing that you've done it. Yeah. And, like, you don't have to worry about it. 100%. You know, I think, like, if I got to later in my career going, oh, I haven't got many years left, like, yep. you start to have that pressure on you too. Sure. So, for me to tick that off early in my career, I think it was, um, 
yeah, it was just helped me, I don't know, relax. Yep. Relax. I mean, think about how many great players have won a premiership. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, it's a crazy it's, number. Um, yeah, it is. It's nuts. Um, do, you, do you remember anything specifically from a game, like a small moment uh, where you were at the pump or, you know, something like that? Yeah, we were down maybe eight points or ten. I think we were down ten points in the second half. Mm. And we are like, oh, <laughs> it's not meant to be like this. Yeah. And then... I think Sonny made a break and, and mm. set up a try for, for Skids in the corner. And then we got another quick try with, with Aiden. And then we we're up by two points. And then it was, yeah, it was in the last 10 minutes where I don't know if you can remember where Jimmy grubbed it in the in goals and then looked like it was going dead for all money. And then Jenko just oh, screamed yeah. through Fuck, and got I remember it down that. And Holy ended shit. Ended up smashing his back. But like I can remember, I was on this side of the field and he put the grubber in. And I was like, oh, that's going dead for sure. So then you see on the on the video, on the replay, you see us all sort of heading back to the 20. Yep. It's like, fuck. And then out of nowhere, you just see Jenko <laughs> just like no. scream through, grab that and put that ball down. And mm. Jimmy nailed that kick, put us up by eight mm. with about five to go. And then from then, it was just sort of that feeling on the field where yeah. you know you won with the boys and yep. you know, you're packing the scrum and you... <sighs> couple of ass taps like yeah, it's, yeah it's um the boys kind of look at each other yeah, like can you believe that's that just happens? the stuff that just sticks in your in your mind and yep. you think about it all the time um i spoke to uh anthony minicello and and he said that at the start of the year robbo actually said to you guys your biggest issue is you're not a second half side yep and it, it's so crazy that it came to fruition that you be, you won the grand final by yeah. a second half performance yeah definitely um, we sat down, I think sort of most teams do that, but we sat down, I remember we were on a camp, pre-season camp, and um, we had a few meetings, obviously, and and sat down and we went through, you know, why haven't we been good, like, what's wrong? Mm. And then we went through in, like, different groups and, you know, presented of, you know, what sort of other teams would think of us, what we think of ourselves at the moment, like, yep. real honest and... Then we went for them. It was like, well, what do we want to be? And then we put up, you know, all these things on the board, and that sort of started to create that identity. Of what I was talking about to you before, and um, we we um, we believed in that so much, and yep. you know, to have you know the whole squad believing in everything that you know we've put up is pretty powerful. Absolutely, it's 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 uh, really interesting because like in in footy or in business. Uh, it's very important to have those conversations. Yeah. Like just last week, you know, we had nearly two and a half conversation at Bloke in a Bar with the management team mm. of like, what are we? Yeah, like, definitely. Who, who do we represent? Like in any situation, we need to be so clear like of who we are that even if I've never met a person that works for me, he's going to do the right thing or yep. she's going to do the right thing. Uh, and it's, I guess it's similar with the Roosters is like, you've got certain principles principles you believe in. So when you're on the field, in those moments where you might want to take a shortcut, yeah. you might want to let someone else yeah, do yeah, it, yeah. you don't do it because that's not yeah. what you're about. Sure. Um, yeah, man, it's... Uh, what I'm just... I, I know I keep harping on it and I know that there's more coaching staff than just Robo, but what I just find so impressive is that as 36 or 7-year-old, mm. he was aware enough to put these like really important systems yeah. in place. Yep. Um, a lot of coaches like that are veterans, yeah, you know, sure. haven't done that. So yeah. just shows you experience. Okay, so um, you win, the, the siren goes off. Who, who do you remember running? What do you remember? Who you're running to first? I don't know. 
that's that's all that's all a blur. blur. I remember it happened. So we we ended up taking I think George Tafur out in the sideline, like near our try line, and I was running around. And I can it was at the end where all the Roosters fans were. You know, oh, they split yeah, them up. Yeah, good. I can remember running over with Jared and just layering up with the crowd. Yeah, like you just don't know. Like yep. it just takes you and you get lost in the moment. Yep. And then just seeing all like just the Roosters fans in yep. front of you, and you just like. <laughs> Let's go. It's like, like just pure elation. Oh, it was crazy. And then you turn around and there's groups everywhere just jumping, <laughs> hugging. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, so good. Um, and in the post, the post celebrations. Who was uh, who was best on ground? Um, oh wow! I think <laughs> there was a lot of boys that put their name up for nomination. <laughs> um, yeah. She went on for a while, yeah. celebrations as they should. Um, but yeah, it was such a good time. Yep. Um, great times had after. Yep. And a lot of stories too. Any any shenanigans that obviously you can share? I'm sure there's plenty of shenanigans you can't share, but any yeah. shenanigans that you can? Uh, it was just a good old fashioned. Yeah, no, it was, well, there is, but I'm not going to throw <laughs> okay. anyone under the bus. <laughs> um, man, I, I always, whenever I think of that, I always go back to, I think of. Uh, Dylan Walker, who lost his fucking ring oh, over yeah. the boat. That would dev- like, bro. Mate. I would be so rattled yeah. with that. He was in tears too, eh? mate. I was saying that would rattle me. Yeah. Just think of like that's your that's that's the ring that was given to you. I know. I think he. I think he got another ring. Yeah, but to me, that's just like. <laughs> well, uh, there's one. It's not not a great story, but I can remember. So we won that night. Went back to the the leagues club, mm. and then. Um, yeah, we, we sort of stayed there until the fan day the next morning. Mm. So you can imagine the state we were in that next morning, like going to the fan oh, day. Yeah, so we so had to tired. go back to the stadium. And uh, within that time, the, the kangaroo squad got announced and I got named in it. <laughs> and I sort of didn't know. And we, we all went back to the stadium. We're walking into the headquarters to get ready to, to go out. And we've all haven't slept. We're yep. like dusty ass. Pissed ass. <laughs> And then I get all the, like, the media and the cameras like just rush me. Like, and so you going, didn't know when they rushed you? I didn't know at, yeah. at the time. And they're like, oh, congratulations, you've been, you know, selected yeah. to, to go over and tour. And I've just gone like... What's doing? I had sunnies on yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> didn't know what was happening. And I just remember I just said, oh... I feel really good. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I can't talk to you, Zay. <laughs> and I just ran off inside. <laughs> and I remember getting our media, uh, Alex, our media lady, and I was like, Is it, was that okay? I, I can't talk to her. I was like, I can't remember. I can't even spell my own name. <laughs> sorry, guys. I, can't I was talk like, to I you. can't talk. And just like, gapped it. <laughs> you know what? It was probably the smartest thing. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, oh, I can't be here. I can't be here. <laughs> Talk about head noise. Yeah. Like, oh, as shit. much as I wanted to just like yeah. soak it all in and yep. be there, I was like, nah. Nah, get out of there. Yeah, you're Smart. Mistake. You don't want to be that interview that's thrown back every year, like when Boydo was like, fuck yeah, that's yeah, sick. Yeah, I know. Like, that's yeah, why that. I was like, I was so like um, <laughs> conscious of that yep. at the time. Um, I mean, talk about like you're on cloud nine. You've just won a premiership and yeah. then you're going to make your Australian debut yeah. or at least be in a squad. Just did. Did you take it in then or did you wait a week and then kind of like... No, nah, I took it in all like at the time and just and just went with it. Mm. Um, I can remember I got a bit of advice off um, Lukey Lewis mm. 
and he One said when he when he won it in two thousand and three. Yeah, yep. and he was real young too. He's like, if if I could go back mm. and do it all again, I'd just I'd soak every moment up and I'd just go with everything. Like yep. I took it a bit for granted. He reckons because mm. he was young and he goes, oh, it will happen again. But yeah, for sure. I remember him saying to me, um, One Origin, uh, I think it was maybe even that year, leading up, and he's like, yep, if I get back like, and do it again, I'm just going to just soak it all up. So I just made sure I, I was like, look, just be in the moment and yep. just live there. Don't think about, you know, two weeks' time when, yep. you're, when you're over there, just celebrate, yep. um, soak it all up because... Yeah, it is so true what he said. Mate, it's uh, what, what an incredible win. And I guess as well, um, it was really good for the club. Obviously, a premiership is always good for the club. But you guys had like probably five of you that were kind of, again, this is outside looking in, five yep. of you that were like core members that were really, I guess, open with each other of like, you know, taking pay cuts or, or just understanding that you needed a core. Mm. Do you feel like that premiership really set you up to like, just to it, it confirmed the the kind of chat that you were having with each other. Yeah, or? I think so. I didn't think we had chats um, specifically about staying at the club. Mm. Everyone, I think, that was there wanted to stay, yep. uh, no matter what. And we come through a time where we were still pretty young. Mm. In 2013, I was 21. Friendy's 22, 23. Yeah, Jared, same. Yeah, um, Sean Kenny Dow. Um, you know, Piercy, Albo. Mm. Yep. And, you know, we sort of, our first sort of full year together was 2009 where we were in the first grade squad and then sort of went from there. So we had 2010, obviously they got beat in the grand final, but then two sort of average years in 11 and 12. And mm. then, <clears throat> so that's a, a fair bit of time together already before our premiership, first yep. premiership together. And, I think yeah, like like you said, I think that just sort of solidified um, of what we wanted to what we wanted to create. Because once yep. you get a taste of yeah that success in grand final, yep. it's all you ever want again. You don't want to let it go. So yeah. that drove us for so long. After that, mm. um, yeah, getting a little bit ahead, you know, making the prelim in fourteen, getting beat prelim in 15 getting beat mm. um, 16 was a write-off year and then 17 prelim getting beat mm. so we knew well, like yeah how hard is this and yeah then yeah 18 19 rolled around and they were just too um yeah Crazy. can't really explain them years but yeah it was awesome so um because you used won the minor premiership 13 14 15 and so, yeah, that would sting massively. Yep. Um, did Was there a shift in like, – I know, for example, Craig Bellamy, uh, there was a period there where they, they placed a lot of emphasis on the minor premiership. Yep. But, uh, I mean, again, this is all just reportedly, but there seemed to be a shift of like, don't get me wrong, great to win the minor premiership, but the big dance is what you want to win. Definitely. Was that something you kind of discussed or not really? Didn't not really. really. I think, you know, our mentality um, at the Roosters was to win everything. Yep. So, you know, we wanted to win the minor premiership. Mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to win the comp. We yep. want to win every game we play. Okay. So we never shied away from that. Mm. And I think we knew when Robbo come because we'll, you know, we've probably been favourites for, for a while and we yeah, didn't shy away from that tag. We go, all right, well, we can't control that. That's all just outside pressure, outside noise. But we know who we are as a team and we know mm. what we want to do. So that's not going to affect us whatsoever. So yeah. 
it wasn't a, fa- a case of, yeah, oh, let's not win the minor, or, you know, you're not, not putting as much emphasis, emphasis on it. Emphasis on a bubble, yeah. just like, no, no, it is what it is, let's go win it. Yep, okay. So. Um, and so, again, so 2013, you score nine meeties. 2014, you score another nine meeties. Yeah. Try scoring <laughs> machine. Yeah. Try scoring machine. Um, so 2014, obviously, you play the last Origin game, but 2015, that's when the first time you ever play all three matches for New South Wales. Yep. Um, and, and you're also awarded uh, the Jack Gibson Player of the Year for the Sydney Roosters. Yep. So, like, these last three years for you are just, you know, you're just going from strength to strength to strength. Yeah. Did you feel that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a great year. Obviously, it was probably 2013 was my breakout year, and then... 14, we were really successful again. Mm. Um, it wasn't until 2015 where um, I sort of felt that I was a sort of a senior guy in that team now mm. and I just couldn't rely on what I was doing before that would get me through, you know. So I wanted to sort of um, elevate my game. And I don't think it wasn't until 2015 was, yeah, where... I sort of felt that um, that responsibility of you know you're not just you can't just get go through the motions mm. anymore or you know you've got to um, take on that responsibility of of um, trying to um, yeah have an influence mm. on a game. It's almost like you go from you know you're doing your job to the best of your ability to the result. Really, you are really responsible for the result in, in yeah. a sense. Kind of thing. Yeah, there's definitely like as a second row or as a forward, like obviously the pressure lies on the halves yeah. and, and everything like that. But as a senior player, you know, you're um you know, people uh are looking up to you and mm. you know, you have an influence on on the players around you, not on not only on your game now. Yep. And so, you know, you have this great three year run and you you know, you're flying high. Two th- 2016 rolls around. Yeah. Um, you know, the Pierce incident happens, which is when looking back on it now, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe how dramatic yeah. that made that. <laughs> um, but anyway, that is what it is. Uh, but you just have an, a year riddled with injury. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Started off the year with my pec. So mm. I most missed the first, um, yeah, the first like eight weeks mm. of that season. And we had Jared out. He was still coming back from his knee, Pierce. <laughs> So we had a pretty horror start to that season. Um, I think we went 0-7 maybe, um, which is hard, tough to come back from. And then got back and played a few games, made Origin, and then I um, I broke um, a bone in my foot. Oof. And then that put me out for another five weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it just was... Just couldn't get it. To, I like, just, yeah, yeah, just couldn't... Um, play that consistent footy. So, yeah, that was a sort of a bit of a write-off year. But I felt every game that I played was still, you know, I was still performing. Yep. It's just more the, the momentum. You couldn't yeah, get like that momentum. Keep, stay on the field, Mate, yeah. Um, torture, absolute torture. What was it like, you know, 2016, it was such a blip on the radar for you guys because yep. I think you finished 15th or 14th. Yep. Um, and what was the coaching staffs? What were they saying? What was it? Yeah, we still... Um, so remember, we still had that belief that we were going to win every game. Mm. It was just a culmination of a lot of things. I think, yeah. obviously, the start of that year, we've missing a lot of senior players. Um, we had a turnover too. James Maloney left. Mm. Um, Michael Jennings is gone. Yep. So you start to you know see 
a different sort of look of a squad. We were yep. real young. I think we had real young halves to start the year was mm. Jackson Hastings and um, and Nick Arima. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, so they were, they were our halves while Piercy was out. So we, um, yeah, it was a, it was a turnover, but um, it was a great sort of like learning curve to, to mm. go through. You, you don't want to do have them years for mm. your career, but um, yeah, I think it was. We we saw the yeah no what not one stage did we have one sort of crisis meeting or because we knew that you know we weren't far off we you know we we're close in a few of those losses and yep. Yeah, we, we were still pretty um, confident in who we were as a team. Yeah, yeah, it's such a, a delicate balance. You don't want to be, you don't want everyone's head falling off having crisis meeting every second week, and yeah. then they don't work, and everyone's like, and then, it gets yeah, worse yeah. because it's like we had a crisis meeting and no one did anything about anything. Yeah, um, and also you know you, you've got to keep the confidence up too. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, so 2017 rolls around, uh, and you captain New South Wales. Yep. Do you remember the conversation for that, captain of the yeah, state? Yeah, that was with um, with Laurie. Uh, called me up after a game at Penrith from all, I was driving back in and um, yeah, we we're obviously going into camp and he goes, mate, yep, um, I'll see you on, on Monday. And then he goes, I want you to be my captain as well. And I was just, yeah, I was 20, so young. I was oh, what, 24, I think. Wow. And were you... Already captain of co-captain of the Roosters or not yet? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just become co-captain in 2017. Okay. So Roosters. same year. So yep. yep. Same yep. year. And then, um, yeah, uh, Laurie wanted me to be be the captain of the Blues, and mm. yeah, I can remember clear as day that conversation. Yeah. Mate, uh, did you? Was it even more pressure then going into games, or you took yep. you were you were mature enough to? Sort of, to be honest, I was still learning the whole captaincy thing on the run mm. because you know I was still young at the time, and um, yeah, like I, I was still learning even to when I retired about you know what it takes to be a good captain, and mm. um, but you know I think there's a lot of pressure of you to be someone that you're not, and I sort of felt that pressure at the start where I was like, oh, I'm captain now. I have to act a certain way or I have to do or I have to say this at this time and mm. when I when I come to to terms with no you're you just be yourself like that's, that's why, why you got selected. yeah so I didn't try to manufacture anything and mm. once I sort of come to terms with that then I just relaxed into that role and um yeah just sort of just sort of fit and um I felt confident with it after I just chilled out because you're like um you hear when you're when you're doing interviews they're like oh you've learned so much off the captains before you what are you going to do and you're just subconsciously going oh well what do i have to do like them I'm yeah, like, well, yeah. No, that's what made them great that's yep. them like i don't have to be them like i want to sort of create my own path in this um in my career with the captaincy and yep. Yeah, it just went from there. It's uh, it's such an interesting thing because at like 24, 25 years old, you're totally right. Like, do I have to say a rousing speech before every single game or yeah. is it you just follow my actions? Some people are talkers, some people are actions. It's yeah. a hard thing. Yeah, so it's about getting that balance, right? Like you can't be a, be a captain, be the quietest bloke in the team. <laughs> yeah. But um, then again, you get captains where they, you know, that's, Talking in front of a group is not the most comfortable for them, so then they, you know, adapt and learn in other ways. And mm. 
I suppose that's what makes, you know, captains different and unique and, yep. um, you know, some successful and some not. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, 2017, um, you, you play in Origin again, 2-1, a close 2-1 loss. Yeah. Um, but uh, you also get selected for the Australian uh, final World Cup squad and you score the match winner, the only try yeah, against first England. first and last try scorer. Mate, how <laughs> good, how good. I mean, that game... Was it surprising? Like, I thought you would blow them off the park, but they battled hard. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, you win the World Cup. Yeah. It was such a big year, too. Um, personally, I think, you know, performance-wise for me, it was probably my best year of footy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and then to that Origin Series in 2017, was so, it, was, it was heartbreaking. We went up to Queensland game one. We got the job done. Oof. Um, and then back in Sydney and we're up, I think, by 10 points with uh, maybe 20 minutes to go. And we got done uh, right at the end. And Who, then, what, what was the play that, that did you? Well, I think they marched the field and scored and then Thurston had to kick it like he does. And he nailed it. <laughs> the bastard. Yeah. Oh, man. And then he nailed it with like maybe a minute to go. So yeah. Yep. they won that game and then... Yeah, we had to go up to Suncorp again and yep. we ended up falling short. So Tough. that definitely stung. And then we got beaten the prelim for the Roosters that year, which hurt. Mm. Um, so it was a tough year emotionally, like oh, falling like that, short. That was a year where like Cowboys were underdogs and you yeah. just had a much better side yeah, and they yeah, just and ambushed just, you. Yeah, we just got done at the end as well in that game. And so, yeah, leading into the, the World Cup and um, to be able to win that was just a, such a like a relieving feeling, good feeling to, yeah. to finish a year where, you know, I thought I played some of the best footy in my career. Mm. Um, to end it on that note yep. was, um, yeah, it was, it was great. And to be able to, to score a try and um, pick up man of the match was, was out, outstanding to, yep. to have that sort of next to my name in such a big game. For sure, 100%. Um, uh, 2018 rolls around, you're again named captain. Uh, and 2018 also first year of Freddie, or was it 2017? No, 18 first year of Freddie, yeah. Yep. And so, you know, being named captain again, you know, what was the experience like when? Because obviously Freddie has his way of doing things. Sure. What, what was that experience like? Yeah, so it was a bit of a different year just because we come off that origin loss. So um, there was a big fallout after sort of that series. And then coming into the, um, to the 2018 series, there was, you know, talk about um, me not being there or shouldn't be selected. And mm. it was uh, a bit of talk in the media about that. And, you know, straight away, Freddie called me and goes, mate, give me captain, yep. first pick. And then oh. we talk about it for the confidence that yeah. that gives you. It was just, yeah, it was great. Um, it was different. Freddie's a different cat. And mm. I think we all know that. But that's what makes him so good. And, yep. you know, I love Fred and time that we we um had together in in the origin arena and his different philosophies in coaching mm. um and then yeah it was just a whole new look team i think mm. he debuted maybe 11 in that yeah, first very game, young very young side which is the staple now of that yeah of the team now most totally. of them boys are still playing so you know he he put his balls on the line and you know it paid off and yeah, it was a it was a tough series. We got the win, and yeah, um, that was that was big for me because it was only we spoke about 2014, had a laugh. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like 
you know, it wasn't my I didn't win a series. Yeah, like, for sure. And that's sure. just naturally how you feel as a footy player. So yep. that origin was still missing for me that that victory and mm. uh, the series winning to be able to um, get that monkey off my back mm. was was so relieving and to be able to um, be captain and then to be almost not be playing. Mm. So um, yeah, like with all the chatter with and all that. the chat, and then yeah. you're thinking, oh. Yeah, adds adds to the pressure of it all. Like, yeah, oh, this is my last chance. If mm. I don't deliver here, wow, then I don't know if I'll be able to get another game. Yep. So to to have that all just work out the way it did was just, um, yeah, it was crazy. And and talk about seasons. I mean, so you do you win you win you know your first series uh, Origin two one, um, but then obviously you win your fourth minor premiership in six years at the the, the Roosters. Yeah. Uh, and then you co-captain the Roosters to defeating the Storm in the grand final. And it was, I mean, that whole Cooper Cronk yarn yeah. was just, talk about footy drama. I love yeah, it. I love I it. I was reading every, every, every report. I didn't care if it was true. I, yeah. I want to just get amongst the drama of it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're leading into that final. Uh, what was, was that a, you know, you've been in three grand finals now, correct? No, nah, that was my second. Second one. Yep. But as in... You've been in three total, uh, yes. And so, yeah. and so, was that a very unique build-up? It it seemed unique because of the whole situation. Or yeah, not it really? was, and I think we knew as well um, how serious that injury was yeah. indoors. Like we knew that um, you know he broken his shoulder blade. Yeah, and as a footballer, oh, he's not playing. Mm. <laughs> um, so at the start of the week, we were so pumped to be there, but then we also thought, oh, you know, the guy our halfback is, isn't playing. So mm. at the start of the week, you know, it looked pretty, um, pretty grim. And, um, and then it wasn't until about midweek where we had a meeting and, and Robbo um, got up in front of the, in front of the room and was like, uh, well, how, how do we feel? Like, what are you, what are you feeling? This and that. And then I remember Luke Keary got up and goes, to be honest, I, I couldn't give a fuck who's playing. You know, I know how I'm going to turn up to play this game, and you know we're not losing. Mm, and then wow. from that, we just knew that we just yeah for for Kiri to get up and and say that in front of the boys and um, yeah from that meeting, I just sort of had a feeling that we weren't going to lose that game. Yep. Um, if Cooper played or he didn't, wow. and it was looking like he wasn't going to play, yeah. I think. So it wasn't even smoke and mirrors. It was genuinely. It was generally the, like yep. he was. It was pretty busted, and then it got to like late in the week where they were trying everything, and they took him to see this um, independent guy who, you know, he, you can imagine the club had a million emails of you know <laughs> they can fix Cooper Cronk. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what led him to go. Oh, okay, yep, we'll go and just check this guy out. So. Yeah. Um, on the way to check this guy out, Cooper wasn't playing. Wow. Oh, he was, and then he goes, well, I'm just gonna, you know, have one more shot in the dark and, mm. you know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna leave any stain unturned and, yeah. you know, I can live with myself knowing that I've done everything I could. Yeah. So I look, let's just go and check it out. So went and seen this guy and then, um, yeah, definitely what he was gonna do before the game worked mm. uh, for Coops and, then yeah, he called Robbo on the way back in the car. Goes yeah, I'm, I'll play, Oof, and that, that was good. maybe like the day before. So wow, yeah. And what's just what's so incredible about that grand final for you guys is like you didn't just win; you dominated the game yeah. against the Melbourne Storm, and that was red hot. 
Yeah. Um, you know, being out there, in my opinion, it was one of the great performances by half from Kiri. Like, I oh. he played so well yeah. with, uh, you know, Cooper Cronk was on the field, but he was almost a spiritual leader. Like, yeah, you definitely. Know, like, um, what was it like on the field for you? Yeah, um, I still say this to everyone that asked about that game. It was the best game that I've been, the most complete performance by a team that I've been involved in, mm. in sort of like so that, that um, in the NRL. Mm. And to see like, um, to do it against in the grand final against a team like Melbourne where mm. you hardly ever see scores get put on them ever. Like yep. it's always, if they lose, they're only losing by two points Absolutely. or four points. So the way we um, attacked that game, um, you know, that first half was, I think, yeah, the best half of footy that I've been involved in and mm. it sort of set the tone for, for the second half. Um, yeah, that, that, I mean, it was just such a dominant performance. And yeah. I guess from your perspective, it's a finals where, you know, probably the last 15 or 20, you probably knew you had it. So you could yeah. kind of enjoy, really soak, soak yeah, that yeah. last 15 in. So I was like... Probably not the last 15. That's a bit of a strategy. <laughs> you know what? I would have done that. We've got to fucking beat yeah. <laughs> Um But yeah, it was probably like the last last five minutes. Mm. Like a bit, bit maybe like inside 10 minutes yeah. where you're like, okay, you're starting to do the math of how many times they would get the ball back and yeah. the chances they had. And then, yeah, just to, to soak it up in that last little bit mm. was, um, yeah, it was awesome. And, just the thing I went back on to, you know, uh, make a grand final early on in my career, but then to realise how hard it was to get back there yeah. because of, you know, we lost three prelims yep. after that. So you got to make the grand final, but then you got to win it as well. Totally. Like it's, um, it's a fair mountain to climb and to do that again, it was just, yeah. I think that was, yeah, I'm not going to, say that that was the most satisfying gf win out of the three of them but like to to realize how special it actually was mm. to to be able to win a comp again yeah um yeah that was definitely up there especially after like five years of or four or five years yeah, of, it was you know not making it yeah being close the game before mm. um yeah, so what an incredible win. I mean, and this just the way you play you're totally right it was some of the best footy club footy i've seen um yeah. And, and Luke Curie's performance in that match, wow. Wow yeah. was good. Um, so not only that, you get named in the Australian squad um, and you also get named as Australian captain as well. Yep. Um, and so that year, you've captained the Blues to a victory. You've co-captained the Roosters to a grand final victory. And then that year, you captained Australia. Yeah. What was the... What's the mindset like there? Because you're still, what, 25 at that stage? 26? Yeah, 26. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I suppose by that stage in my career, I, you know, I, when you say 26, you think it's still pretty young, but mm. I've felt that I... You've been there 10 you know, years. I'll, I'll say I've got an old head on my shoulders. <laughs> and I definitely look it. I didn't look 26 at the time. But, um, yeah, I just... It was... Um, it's hard to describe. Like, I... Like I'd just come off that, that grand final win and then mm. I got a call on like the Tuesday where I was still sort of like partying and yep. and then Mao's on the phone saying, mate, I want you to be cat. And then like it's just a, just a, um, yeah, you don't know how to really 
describe the feeling. Like yeah. It's just so satisfying at the time. And then mm. to know then that, you know, you got a job to do um, a week later in the in the green and gold jersey and mm. to lead them boys out was just a, an amazing feeling. It inc- absolutely incredible. Um, so 2000, is 2018 when you played Tonga or was it 2019? Yeah, 18 we played Tonga and 19. Yeah, okay. Um, we beat Tonga in... 18, 18 and then they won and then 19. they beat us in 19 okay yeah. so I will, we'll get to that but um so 2019 rolls around and um you know you you win the series in origin but what like we hear it so often like not since the broncos had a club one back to back you know where are you going to find the passion the fire how are you going to do it again yep. what was the conversation like internally um yeah it was just business as normal for us mm. and um, when you get a taste of that success and a taste of winning a comp, um, you don't want to let it go. And yeah. you, you want to be there again and you're willing to do whatever it takes to, to get into that position. So, you know, we had a similar squad and I suppose that helped us too to just take off take off from where we yeah, kind of left, left off. or yeah. finished. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just sort of seemed to run pretty smoothly. But the one thing I do remember in that year is that we had a hell of a lot of injuries. And mm. um, but then again, I think it was a blessing in disguise because I know of some players like Satili Tupinuli debu- debuted in that year, yeah. and then um, oh, obviously yeah. So and then it wasn't until sort of finals time where we got our full team back together, and mm. we just said like, "This is it again." Like. We don't want to let this opportunity slip, and yep. I think that was probably a, a more impressive final series that year than than the one before. Yeah, it was, uh, mate, incredible, absolutely incredible. So you lead, um, you're leading into, I mean, well, I mean, we talk about Origin as well. Like you, you won back to back series as well. Yep. You know, like so at this point, are you just kind of like, mate, how good's life? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's such a a good time. Um, yeah, it's easy winning. Yeah, oh, definitely. How good's footy when you know, you're I've winning? been on the other end of that in sure. Origin, where I've I've lost, and you mm. you have to deal with the fallout. So, mm. you know, it, rugby league it's a success driven sport. If you don't win, then you know what? What are you doing? You know, you're not sort of relevant, are yeah. you? So, um, yeah, to always be successful in what you do is it helps, and especially at that level, yeah. just to see how like, big Origin is. Um, you know, you you've got roosters, but Origin is like yeah. so much bigger than football, isn't it? Intense. It's so intense too. Yeah. Like everything is just ramped up. Yeah. Um, so just wow. everything around that, and to be able to yeah go back to back was yeah ridiculous, mate. Back to back in both in in Origin and in um, and so the the grand this grand final rolls around, and you obviously play Canberra. Yep. Um, and I would argue that. That grand final, we saw some of the best goal line defence we've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think people give enough credit to, you know, the, the, the controversy or, or however what you want to say it overshadows the fact that you guys defended your line for probably like like eight sets in a row. Yeah. Like not eight sets, like maybe six sets. You know, like there's a lot yeah. of sets. Well, it felt like the whole half, the yeah. whole second half, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we still talk about that and how we just held on and yeah. kept turning up, but... It definitely felt like that whole second half. Um, looking back on um, the game now, when it's been played on Fox, and you, you sit down and yeah, 
yeah, I don't think we had like one. We had one good ball attacking set, yep. like, and that was sort of like near the end of the game. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was just a, an amazing performance. A lot different to the grand final before. Yeah, that's what's so sort of crazy. Got out to that lead. Yeah, but then it was in the balance for so long, mm. and then obviously when Teddy went through and. It was about maybe six or seven minutes to go. And, mm. yeah, I just felt like we also had Cooper get sent to the bin. Yeah, yeah. Um, we what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it was a deserve? Because it was pretty controversial. Yeah, it was close. Like, yeah, it's hard. I, I don't know. Like, at the time, and as a, you know, a Roosters player, or yeah. if you're a fan, you've yeah, got sure. no chance. But yeah, if you're a Raiders fan or someone looking at the other end, you can see why. Mm. But it was just so... It's just hard, like it's such a crucial. You just don't know like, game. Yeah, you just don't know if you want to make that big goal, do you? For so, sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, far out. Um, it was yeah. I, I I truly believe like when we saw your attacking prowess in the grand final before, yeah, the defensive was just incredible, incredible, and your ability to, to you basically had one chance that whole second half, one yeah. chance to win it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I I've watched the play so many times, like the way. You know, everyone's ass is hanging out. You take that strong hit up. You get a quick play of the ball. Here he comes out, looks down the short and then side. Just like trails, flick. Um, the ball's on the man to throw that flick. I mean, like at that stage of the game, and like Bro, the, I'm going down with that ball. I'm holding on this. The difficulty level of that pass, or that like, and he just cool as you like. Just that's just why Latrell is a player he is. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, what's interesting about that grand final as well is Kiri shouldn't have played either with his ankle. Yeah. And he's, yep. He had an operation straight after, didn't he? Yep. he done his Cindy, he had to get knocked. Fuck. Um, so he was out uh, most of the finals Yep. Um, with his ankle injury and then there was a cloud over him not being able to play, but mm. he got through and then, yeah, like I don't think, yeah, they told the team how bad it was. I think they just sort of kept it between the medical oh, staff really? and Kiri because they just didn't want us to think, you know, about think that he was busted. So yeah. wow. the way he played and turned up that game <laughs> and then, yeah, he went straight in for surgery um, like the day after. Mate, so It's incredible. That's incredible. Um, so, so, sorry, just take us back. Was it 2018 where Teddy scored the match winner origin or 2019? No, it was 19. 19. Yeah. Mate, walk us through yeah. that. Yeah, that was. Um, I thought we had you. Was I a, thought we had you. That was a fairy tale, right? Like the amount, the amount of times that Queensland's done that. To New I South thought we Wales. had you. We're yeah. coming back. We're coming, coming back. back. And then, yeah, just the way that panned out is a dead set fairy tale, eh? Yeah, mate. And just looking at all the time it gets replayed, I was like, how did that pan out like was that? Was it your play the ball again to Cam Murray to yeah. Mitch Pierce yeah. to Fergo? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To turbo? No, no. Oh, yeah. Went to turbo and then he drove past. Yeah. yeah. So, so Cam, Pierce, Turbo, the great Fergie okay. Ferg flying yeah. down the wing. <laughs> Stays in. Right. And guess who's there? Yeah. Teddy. And he goes over. Oh, man. And like even all the little narratives with that, like, you know, Mitch Pierce, like just being so, I think, unfairly treated by the media when it comes to the origin. Definitely. Like, and for him, I know he only came in in game three, but for him to just get that win. Oh, I so, meant everything to him, mate. mate. Like, just to say, you know what? Fuck you. Like, clearly yeah. it wasn't just me. Like, yeah, I come yeah. in, we got the job done. Um, so, like, even though I was Devo, we lost, I was really happy for him as a bloke. Like, Definitely, yeah. Fuck, it's tough. So, so when you're seeing, 
at what point did you go, we've won the game here? You know, like seeing Fergo down the touchline or... Yeah, so like straight away you look for, oh, are we sweet? But then you look at the replay and you're like, like you're still looking, because it's too good to be true, you're like, nah, yeah, this has to be like taken away, you're waiting for a whistle <laughs> yep. or he's put his foot into touch or mm. something's happened. Mm. But yeah, it was... um. It was real life. Mate. It was yeah, it was such a such a good feeling, and you can just imagine like what the sheds and everything <laughs> like the. Oh man, I wish the beers are. Get me in like, there. Get me in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, and, and another uh, like a narrative as well from that is like so, I, I believe 2019 from Teddy was one of the great seasons yep. because he made the big play in not only Origin but yeah, the grand final. Grand final. Like that, yeah. tell me someone else that's done that. Like, yeah. you know, like... I, I, well, you think of like Lockyer and... Yeah. But to know. do it in like the same season yeah. and in two, like two, on mate. the buzzer yeah. essentially. The like biggest games yeah. of the year. Mate, he's just, two of them. he's such a gun. What's, it, what's it like, you know, playing with a guy like, because you would have played a bit with Mini. Yep. Um, which kind of like, I feel like Teddy does probably match Mini the most out of any, any like the way he kind of plays. He's got his own style, obviously. Sure. Um, and I mean, I've loved Teddy's development. He's almost like a five-eighth now. Like mm. it's, it's yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, what's it like playing with a guy like Teddy? It's unbelievable. Um, I remember when he first came to the club, um, you know, and we knew, you know, he was a gun already. Mm. And then when you see him week in, week out on the training field in preseason, the way he um, prepares himself, and then you know, the first few games, um, you know. When you think of James Tedesco, you think of the tries um, and, and the flair and, yep. and the top end stuff. But one thing that I knew straight away or, or got from him was his toughness that sort of goes unnoticed too. And the, yep. way he, um, the way he works out of the backfield, he not, doesn't um, just touch the ball on good ball. The way he wants to get his hands on the ball and help the team get out of the backfield and... Um, yeah, just his, his toughness and the way he can he can break a game open and his consistency over you know the course of a season where you know Crazy. he runs over two hundred meters a game, two tries this, one try, and yep. you know we take that for granted. I think that's yeah. when you know you're a dead set superstar. Yeah. And yeah, we've been lucky to have him, and he's probably been the um, you know the forefront of our success since mm. 2018 since he's been at the club what I, what I love about teddy's work is like sometimes you can get players that like they get through a lot of work but it can kind of be selfish work like yeah. it's 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 all about them and you know they're taking a bunch of hit ups and they're kind of actually ruining the systems that you're yeah. putting in place but all of teddy's work although it's a lot it's unselfish work sure. it's it's um it's never like it's there's been there's been so for example there's sometimes there's forwards and it's not all the time but forwards where they're just trying to get their meters up yeah so they're just fucking taking shit hit up and you're like sitting there going bro we're supposed to be getting to the fucking get the post point for, yeah but you want to break three tackles and be a fucking hero <laughs> like whereas Teddy he's just so good at knowing when to do that and not do that well I think you've seen this year with you say he's, he's sort of starting to play like a five eight yeah I think Teddy's just realizing how good he is yeah. which is scary like. Yeah the influence that he can have on the players around him or the danger he creates when he's got the ball mm. in his hands. Goes back to the old saying, you want the ball in your best player's hands Absolutely. more often than not. I think he's sort of realising the impact that he can have on a game the more times he touches the ball. Yep. I think the Roosters' percentage of winning goes through the roof. 100%. So um, that's, just, that's just him. And he, 
he's a he wants to win and yeah he wants to get the best out of the players around him too mm. mate he's just he's I, I believe he's already one of the greatest fullbacks of all time yeah he's, um, you can't it's deny hard that. to argue eh? you, you just can't With deny the it. last sort of four years tell like the you consistency know, four jack gibson's in a row at, the, um, at at a at a club that at is the, at the top the roosters where you've yep. got you know Kiri, yep. um Joey Manu mm. like some superstars in that team so. well it's 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 almost like winning four players of the year in the early 2000s at the Broncos like it's almost at yeah. that kind of level because yep. that, your team is full of you know guns yeah, so. um yeah incredible incredible so so just back to that the grand final um what, like when you were co- like constantly reading about this six again thing, yep. Did it did you did it frustrate you that you felt like uh, people weren't appreciating, or you just no. like nah, we won the grand final. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I yeah, we yeah. won the game, mate. And, yep. You know, even if there was controversy about it being, you know, Cooper got sent to the bin. Yeah. You know, the, we had uh, twelve men for ten minutes, yep. and you know, still defending our line the whole game. So yeah. To say that the grand final was decided on that call, which it didn't even probably wasn't even going to lead to a try, mm. you know what I mean? There was still plenty of football to be played. It wasn't like a, a penalty try moment where you go, if he scored that try, obviously it would have. Yep, totally. So there's still a lot of football to be played. They could have dropped the ball the next play. You never know. That's yep. footy, and you know I've never once thought that you know, oh, what's his? You know, <laughs> we won yep. the game, and yep. it was. It's really interesting because like post match uh, press conference. Rob O'Connor said the same thing. Like, you know, they, they brought it up to him about it. And he was like, mate, like, yeah, you know, it's an 80-minute game. And, and I think that if you really, you know, I know Raiders fans, of course they're going to be upset or whatever, yeah. however you spin it. But you have to remember, you, had, you guys had one opportunity in that second half and yeah. you took it. Yeah. They had 30 minutes of opportunities yeah. and they didn't. And that was because of your defence. Um, and so whether you believe it was a right or the wrong call, at the end mm. of the day, it was your defence that won you that game rather it, than it a It shouldn't call. be like a call where you go, oh, that, that should have you know, won us a game. Mm. If you're banking on a call to either be a deciding moment in the game, then you haven't done enough to totally agree. beforehand to, to win the game anyway. Totally so, agree. Um, I think, Ricky, to, to Ricky's credit, I think he said this, a similar thing in the post-match press conference. Yeah. I think it was the external noise of Raiders fans being upset. It Understandably was, and so. there has to be... A talking point and mm. and fallout from a grand final and you know i understand that too like as a raiders fan 100 percent, i would yeah. have been filthy you know filthy as well but yeah you know as a roosters fan or as a roosters player um you know we there's a lot more footy yeah to be played than that one second you know there's 80 minutes of footy there where yeah. you can either win or lose a game of footy so yeah t- absolutely i absolutely agree and i think that like you know if anything you guys had already proven over the last 10 minutes that they weren't able to score on you. Yeah. So, like, the trend was that you were just defending so well it wasn't going to happen. But yeah. anyway, I just think it's a really interesting topic because yeah, you, sure. you were in the fire yeah. and, um, and and you got the job done. But, yeah, so so Latrell does the flick pass. Uh, the great Daniel Tupu, one of the most underrated wingers of all time. Yeah, he's been, yeah. Mate, tell me he's not one of the best wingers we've ever seen, but he's just yeah. so quiet and humble that you don't, you know. Definitely. I've told him this. Um, he'd be one of the. He'd be the first winger picked if I had to, you know, pick an all-time team. Mate, he's yeah. so good. He, like constantly up at around the 180 to 200 meters. Consistent. Mate, he's just and he's he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. And it just yeah, I, I've got such huge rates on on the big fella. Yeah. Teddy goes over. 
you win. What was the? Can you remember any? Uh, v- uh, who was best on ground in the celebrations after that? Yeah, well, <laughs> there is a lot of controversy around Radar. Oh, around really? With the, um, so it was all smoke and mirrors, you reckon? Nah, nah, so you had the beers, beers, more beers. I yeah. think that was in 18. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I think the, everyone's got this perception around that, that he's, he's a mad vendor and that. But yeah. he's not really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's not really. Um, nah, he, he, he loves is, a beer, right? Is he there for a good, lo- a good time, not a nah, long time? Nah, he is. Nah, at the start, he, he struggled in 18. Uh, people just got like yeah you got too excited went too hard too early i was about to say like a lot of the teenagers and we're all guilty of it yeah we we don't have a we don't know how to party yeah you know what i mean like we we just stupid but no he's um yeah he's he's a veteran now as he says so (laughs) can handle his piss a bit better so he was a bit better in 19 than 18. (laughs) you know what's funny is i think um jared lot left to, like you know I, I love to make the joke about the victor bra and that and I, you yeah. know obviously i love rather i think he's yeah, so yeah. good for the game but it was about him being loose or whatever and jared like left some comment of like fuck all smoke something along yeah, the lines yeah. of like all smoke and mirrors yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um or something about falling asleep or some shit yeah, like that yeah. um that's funny that's so good um but yeah so 2020 uh sorry 2019 anyone else best on ground any low-key um i don't know it's it's hard because like so many boys go that hard yeah. for that week. Um, you know, it's funny actually. Um, I think your missus got interviewed after it. Yeah, and she was like, like it was honestly. If there was one, like the greatest thing I've ever heard from a missus ever, <laughs> she said something along the lines of like, you know, he's got the week off, he can do yeah. whatever he wants. Right? I was like, missus of the year award yeah, goes like, nah. fuck, how good is that? Yeah, she's she's the best, and yeah, she obviously knew <laughs> how much it meant to me, so yeah. she wasn't getting in the way, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, by the end of the week, you definitely need them. Oh, the absolutely. To yeah. tell you everything's going to be all right. <laughs> to hold uh, you. Yeah, I know. To hold you. Absolutely, mate. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Um, except I do that when I'm on the waters. <laughs> <laughs> I come over and pretend to be pissed just so yeah. I get some hugs from them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah, it was incredible. Um, okay, so 2020, the, the club tried to reduce your workload. Uh, is that is that true or not true? Or? Yeah, um, leading into that year, I just think, um, you know, from, you know, so it's a long story. I'll try and um, make it not too boring, but mm. over your time in your like NRL career, and if you play rep footy at the end of every year, which cool. I was sort of, yep. you know, you, you slowly start to decondition your body because you play so much footy and then you got to have a big break so when you play rep footy at the end of the year you go to about december mm. so you need your break so that goes into january and you only have a, a short time to prepare your body for, for, sure. for the season ahead and mm. so over that time you miss so many uh weeks and months of pre-season which is so need for for to play at the top level yeah so i was slowly starting to miss all that um like foundation training yeah and I wanted to sort of get that back so they sort of done like a, a program for me to to get that in mm. all that work in Super so smart. yeah um and then yes yeah, so i think so that was basically the the whole thing around that yeah it was just to sort of get me a, a traditional pre-season yep. into me again because from 2017 world cup um you know and then you know having time off or having like a little surgery and then you don't train you know some of them years in 2018 19 i was only having probably 
three or four weeks of training before oh, round yeah. one. Wow. So I think two, like starting to, you know, starting to get a little bit of some soft tissue injuries throughout the year. Mm. It's probably to do with age as well, but mm. I reckon for me, the one thing was that I wasn't, I didn't have that foundation of yep. work into me and I was slowly starting to, um, yeah, decondition my body to, mm. um, not break down well it did in the end but <laughs> <laughs> i think that's because you went so hard bro yeah. but, um you, you're totally right what what's really um just an insight into pre-season and i'm not sure about the roosters because i was nervous but my pre-season especially at the broncos that the period between november and december they almost like, like you peak yeah and they almost break you yeah you like, train harder than you play absolutely and you almost get broken and then you come back and you actually you're probably not hitting the same times in january as you were in december yeah but that foundation that you lay mm. in those months it's it's huge valuable yeah huge so you're totally right that like it i don't know how the science works about it all yeah. or, or anything but and you don't understand that when yeah, you're a kid or but sure. when you get older and you start to know your body and know mm. a little bit more about how things work yeah then you know as much as pre-season suck oh. You have to you have to have them mate and as soon as you start to miss a couple yeah then that's when you start to find yourself you know trying yep. to catch up or a little bit behind like physically yeah because because that, that, that first like let's say let's just say 12 weeks it's almost about like balancing your body perfectly like yep. you're doing all the core stuff and you get load yep absolutely absolutely and you, you your strength and conditioning guy um i follow him on instagram uh, uh kevin yeah red hair no, no, he he was he Paddy, was Paddy Lane. He he was with us. He's gone up to Newcastle now, yep. but but he was um he seems like he knew his shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And all these all these guys do now that are in this um field. Yeah, they're just so super smart with mm. with load and um individually what players need to to be able to get them to really train first and yep. then um and then to to stay on the field and stay healthy. Yep. Um. Okay. So yeah, two thousand twenty. Play 13 games, um, you guys finish fourth. You qualified for the finals, but were eliminated after two losses. Um, yep. What, like, that would have been super disappointing to go bang, bang, yep. out. What was that like? Yeah, it was, um, it was different. We yeah. didn't really experience that before. Um, that year we started 2020, that was when COVID sort of hit. Yeah. It was all new. Um, the comp went on hold for a bit. Mm. And then we started back. And we were killing it. Yeah. Like it was, smashing yeah, teams. Yeah, we won like nine in a row. Yeah. And, yeah, had a really good year. Um, and then, yeah, the year went on and it got to around finals time and uh, a few injuries and in that as well at crucial times. Yep. So um, we played Penrith um, at Penrith Park. It was a tough match. Yeah, a tough match. We got out to an early lead. Yep, yep. And then they come back and then we had a chance right at the death to to try and get it back off them. Yeah. And then yeah, then we had we had Canberra and they were just yeah, no excuses really. We yeah. we wanted to, to win that game and mm. but we just didn't play anywhere near our best and that was Was it probably the disappoint most disappointing thing about yeah. you know, how it's probably the perfect example of how well and how much you put into a season mm. to then it takes just one game to just bring it all unstuck all and if you don't make the grand final or you don't win a grand final then seasons it's not a success yeah for sure absolutely 
Absolutely. It's almost, if you're not trying to win a grand final, it's almost yeah, like, what's the point? What are you doing? <laughs> um, do, was it, do you think fatigue had anything to do with it or no, not really? Yeah, it was just I'm not sure. I think as players, you know, we probably never want to admit that. Mm. But it does have to come into, um, has to come into factor like down the track, surely yeah. when you've been on a high for the last surely. three years and yep. the way you've started, it definitely, I reckon, does have to take a toll. Yeah. Whether, you know, we want to admit that or not, mm. maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but yeah. the the motivation and the the goal and the hunger of to win three premierships was still there. Like, I yeah. can honestly say that, but physically, mm. I'm not sure if we were... Because when you came back from the break, yeah, I was like, this is the best they've looked in three years. Like, yeah, this is the it felt like that too. Just teams. the way it sort of gelled and the way we, yep. we were uh, winning them games. Yeah. It definitely felt like that. And mm. that's sort of like, going, all right, this is so real again. Like we've got yeah. a real good opportunity. And then a few things happened as well that year. And yeah, just I think the stars didn't align and yeah, yep. we just weren't meant to win it that year. And so, you, you know, we've been through your retirement. What's it like seeing um, guys like Sam Walker, Joseph Suwali coming through and, you know, yeah. as a person that loves the club, yeah. knowing that you have such good young talent coming through? Yeah, we're in safe hands at the moment. And just to see um, there's another couple of really good players that have just come on this year too that, really? um, you know, they'll be pretty special too. So, wow. What positions um, are we talking uh, we've got Senna and we've got back row uh, in the forward. So, uh, Tony a, looks a, interesting. Is it Renufo yeah, Tony? Yeah, he's, he he's good. He's been training really well. Big boy. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's come over from the dogs and he's bought in and yep. he's having a great preseason. So mm. I'm pretty sure that he'll be getting a fair bit of first grade this year. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah good. we're in really good hands, mate. And I think the way that them boys not only like got that experience but the way they played in them games yep. for like only just part like you know i was talking about myself just before it took me about 20 games for me to feel comfortable yeah these guys like semi walker was you know Mate. throwing triple cutout balls to the winger <laughs> to, like winning games and he's like what was it fourth or fifth game against cronulla he literally kicked, won he kicked four field goals <sighs> like to win games that year um and then, yeah, just to have them to come on the scene, but in a big way like that and have mm. that experience. Although, like I said before, when you don't have a winning season, you think of it as a, you know, it's not a successful season, but yep. that's probably the closest thing I can take Mate. out of a successful season, sure. like a losing season. Mm. I would still made the finals, yep. but to have them guys experience that the way yep. they did and to perform the way they did, I think that, puts the Roosters in good stead in the future. Absolutely. I, I think it was such a... It was like a good version of 2016 in the sense that nothing went right yeah, for Yeah, it could have went either way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think I think it's a testament to everything yourself, Friendy, Orbo, all those boys have built. Like 2016 when you, had a, you were all a bit younger, mm. things fall apart or whatever. Yeah. 2021 rolls around you probably have the same amount of injuries, maybe even more. Probably more, yeah. Um, and yet you end up finishing fifth. You get yeah. to the semi-final. It's a testament to the, like the, what you've built there, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think especially the, the leadership of, um, of Teddy and, mm. and Jared as well. He was enormous that season um, last year. And then to have Robbo there leading the way. You had guys like Fitzy who's still assistant coach there. Yeah. And I think just the... Um, the system 
that we had that we've got in place there at the Roosters at the moment mm. um, is, is strong and and yeah, you just had just had that whole that whole team believing in everything they done, and I yep. think that was just that shone through in the end. And so retirement, I, I heard you had a a bit of a hit down to the the cricket. Yeah, on the yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah, I had. Um, How'd you go? What for? It was good. <laughs> oh no, no good with the bat. <laughs> I've been playing a bit. Um, I used to play when I was younger, and I, our team doc, yep. he, he loves cricket. He's good at everything, actually. Yep. Um, and he was playing in the team. I heard him talking about. I was like, mate, do you need plays? He goes, yeah, all the time. So, ended up jumping on one week and just loving it, mate. Yeah. It's just awesome having beers and yeah, you know, good. Um, yeah, to get out there, have a bowl and yep. a bit of a any bit wickets of a muck around. Yeah, I've had a couple so far. Yeah, let's go. A couple go. and a few runs with the bat. So, yeah. What kind of bowler are you? A fast bowler? Or custard. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get it on the stumps. <laughs> just keep it on the pitch would be sweet. How nah, good. Um, yeah, it is. It's not like proper serious yeah. comp, but yeah. it's just a Twilight 2020 comp, which is, yeah, a bit of fun. And still like playing with golf, mate. Mm. Terrible at that as well. But <laughs> it just gives you, you know, it's just good to to just keep that sort of stuff up and, yeah, to be involved with the Roosters still doing a yep. little bit of coaching here and there is, yeah, it's been a good transition so far. What's what's the you know I know it's only been a year really maybe even maybe even less really. Yep. Um, do you have a direction yet? Do you think of where you want to end up and what you want to do? Yeah, to be totally honest, I don't really. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say that I would. Yeah. But saying that because I'm sort of a process-driven guy, or um, I you know I need to have something to work for. Mm. You know, it sort of frustrates me that I don't yeah. feel like that at the moment, but I think it is pretty normal, especially with I me mean, not obviously planning to retire. Yeah. You know, if you know you're going to retire, you sort of get things in place totally. to sort of um, capitalise after you retire. But because it happened just so quick for me and I didn't think that I would be mm. in the position I am um, at 29, um, it's sort of take, it's going to take me a bit longer, I think. Yeah. Uh, I do love footy. It's all I've ever known. So, yeah. you know, maybe it does. Um, Are you enjoying where, the coaching? At, like yeah, it's all? been good. I haven't been doing anything full-time just yet. Yeah. Sort of wanted that freedom to just take a step away. And, sure, sure. And to do the stuff that I wanted to do that, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm letting anyone down if I want to, you know, go away for a weekend. For sure. You know, so I want to do all that stuff first before I do anything full-time. And, mm. um, yeah, I think it could be you know, um, a part of, of what I do in the future. But, yeah, I'm not too sure yet. I, yeah. I just I don't want to put, you know, that pressure on myself. Or something. Or having to, mm. you know, go and, okay, I need to do something like straight away and then mm. end up doing the wrong thing or doing something I yep. don't want to do. So I just want to take my time and then I want to do something. I want to, you know, love doing it. I want to have yeah. a passion for it. Is there any, any inklings of things outside of footy that you've kind of like, oh, maybe maybe try that? Or yeah. Um, yeah, there's been a couple of things, but then again, like it hasn't grabbed me. So yeah, then yeah, I'd, totally. you know, I want something to just to grab me and I want to sure. be, you know, passionate about something. I just don't want to do something just because, mm. you know, it might suit me or, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Because you, before you know it, you'd be stuck in it. Like you're then sitting there going, then you commit to it and yeah. then you're stuck. If you don't like it, then yep. you can't really Back you know, out pull the pin. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, outside of your debut, favorite memory from your career? Um, yeah, premierships. The premierships. Yeah, that's why. That's why you play footy, mate. It's, yeah. Um, it's to win, you know. 
to win premierships and um, the, the World Cup final, the Origins and big games are definitely the... I think it's the, the experiences that it brings after yeah. and like the, the good times that you have. And, yeah. you know, they're the things that you sort of... Well, I, I start to reminisce on now and, mm. um, you know, taking a step back now to look at uh, my career and to sit back and just, yeah, appreciate sort mm. of what... Yeah, appreciate it for what it was really. Yeah. It's very hard to... When you're in it, I guess, to like actually realise what you're achieving and what you're doing. You're, you're just always in it. like next sort of thing. You're always mm. looking ahead. And I suppose that's the sort of stresses around football that I don't deal with now, which yeah. has been so really good. relaxing. But yep. that's what makes it so special too is because of that pressure, it just makes it so much special when, yep. you, when you actually get it. What about toughest moment of your career? Was it your retirement? Was that the toughest yeah. part? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, by far. Mm. I've never sort of felt that. Um like I said, I've normally been pretty good to sort of navigate my way around tough situations. Mm. I just felt like that was just like I couldn't find a, a solution yep. and it was frustrating me. Yeah. And then that's how I sort of knew that the solution was Yeah. I didn't want that. So, But until I, I sort of faced that head on and, and mm. made that decision, then I, think I spoke about it before that that was sort of the most relieving like yep. feeling that I've had to. Yeah. Mate, I can imagine like, like, is this the right time? Am I doing it too early? Yeah, I've been here for so long. Then, yeah. So. Cause you like, once you're gone, you're gone pretty gone, much. Yeah. Um, favorite rapper of all time. Rapper. I don't know. I'm, there's a few. Maybe Eminem would Eminem. have to be up there. Yeah. Um, He's our generation, really. 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Love me a bit of 50. Some of my old school 50 yeah. is good, but Mate. I'm going over to see a couple at the mo- uh, yeah. on Friday, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> the OGs are, are there. How good. Okay, who are you back in the Super Bowl? Um, if you get this wrong, I'm going to post this if you get this wrong. I'm going to jump on the Bengals uh, bandwagon. Uh, Joey Burr, is it? Joey... Yeah. What's his name? Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe. Joey Burrow. Franchise fucking yeah. Joe. Um, who's the other team that made it? Uh, Rams. 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 Odell Beckham. What about the re- return of yeah, Odell? Yeah, I know. I thought it's he was been, done. Um, it's been such a good playoff series, though. Just yeah. With the, the I didn't even watch it that much. Games have been. Yeah, but I, when I like, I went up to my brother's like a couple of weeks ago and and he, he does watch NFL. Yeah. And fuck, I was getting into it. Like, yeah, it's, it's been awesome, so mate. good. So yeah. like. Close, close every that's game. The, yeah, that's what you want. Mm. Um, but yeah, heading over there, mate, and should be good. Ticket off the bucket list. So mate, can't wait. So jealous. Who's the best player you've ever played with? Best player I've ever played with. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to say Teddy. Teddy. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's gonna. Be, it's tough. I've played in some some great teams and some great Roosters teams, and then obviously with. You know, Australia and mm. um, New South Wales. But I think what I've experienced and what, you know, we've sort of been through together and to see firsthand of how great he actually is. And, um, yeah, it'd have to be, have to be Teddy for mm. sure. Biggest punish you've ever played with? <laughs> oh, Jimmy Mulaney, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's no secret. That's, that's no answer. secret. But, nah, I actually love Jimmy, eh? I didn't actually think he was too much of a punish, but I used to love it when he got on the other boys' nerves because, you know, it just created the... When you just see the boys rolling yeah, up, warming like up, going, mate, fucking that's shut That's what up. he wants. As soon as you snap, he's got you. So you have to stay solid. Thank you, man. Um... 
Mate, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, ah, mate. Thanks for having me, mate. It's Appreciate good to be back. We've come a, you've come a long way since, <laughs> the, since the last time. The tiny little Meriton oh, hotel. We a little black curtain behind. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, don't lean back too much because you'll hit the fake because it looks like <laughs> yeah. a real wall, but it's material. Yeah. Um, mate, thank you so much, man. Oh, I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Boom. That's keys.